This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Yo, this is Rob Maji, and you're listening to Our Lifestyle Podcast. Yo, yo, as we get started, we want to thank our title sponsor, Scraping the Coast. You can visit scrapingthecoast.com for more information. Their next event, 22nd Annual, is going to be the last weekend in June. They haven't yet announced it for 2024, but rest assured, we will be out there. One of the biggest, baddest shows in the country. Get ready for more information coming soon on Scraping the Coast. Tap on the hashtag Scraping the Coast for more information. We appreciate the continued support of Custom Car Show Productions. Yo, 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 yo. It's our lifestyle podcast, also known as OLP. And it's ODB. I'm your host and producer, Biggity Mike the Mayor. He's out like Hollywood Mike Miranda was in Rad. And we got K-Dog, a.k.a. Kyle Fannin. You're in the house. And, dude, I'm hoping to rope you in to guest co-host. Coming in from the top ropes because Biggity Mike the Mayor failed the post again he did and man uh, you know i i when i think of like cactus jack and some of these guys literally coming off the cages and stuff i know if you were to get the tap in you would come off top ropes like you said and you know do one of the finishing moves yeah i'm thinking it's almost time for a ladder match here <laughs> it is it is man well for those that read the thumbnail we are planning to do uh, I think we kind of started this last year. I'm going to call this the SEMA 2023 Spooktacular. Last year, we got a lot of streams, and that's not why we do it, but certainly it's a topic that uh, people want to hear a little bit about. We'll do like a SEMA preview. We'll talk about some SEMA tips. Maybe you haven't been, you want to go one day. We'll, we'll talk about that. But uh, Kyle, we also are going to have uh, LMC and uh, Trooper Burton come on to talk a little bit about Cruising with Cruisers, which we'll get to in a few minutes. And I know you had a good time there, so I can't wait to talk about that. Yeah, it was an awesome time. My son loved it too. Like it was, it was an eight-hour trip each way for us, and he didn't mind it at all. Like the trunk or treat, we got there a little late, but he had a, he had a blast, and I know the other kids did too. For sure, and I will say this: you know, a lot of times, you know, if the homie is down to go to a show, you know, you'd say, "Hey." He's a rider, you know, he's kind of like your road dog. A lot of times, you know, you call your buddy your road dog, but rider has the right name because he's a real rider. He was ready to rock and roll, and he's, was he eight? He's seven. He'll seven. be eight in uh, April, yep. Eight in April, awesome. There. Yeah, so you're raising him right, as, as you know, the automotive world would say, and we uh, tip our cap to you, man. Thank you, and I know he'd appreciate the uh, the love too. Yep, yep, and I love how he pump, 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 pump it up. Uh, with the Reebok pumps, so that was pretty cool. You got him there to help because he goes, yo, now my dad can dunk, and I go, man, he's doing the tomahawk. <laughs> he, he, he knows. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 342, we're going to um, thank our one of our sponsors, Hammered Weekend Wear, for the overview, H-A-M-M-E-R-D, weekendwear.com. Go out there, show them some love, uh, order some shirts. The holidays are coming. They got some new ones that they recently launched. They've got uh, stickers banners, you name it, hammered weekend wear. But the general updates, man, I want to touch base with you on this topic. You and I were texting a couple weeks ago, and I want to give you all the credit due. Basically, 
can you just walk us through a little bit on how you helped save a featured truck Nissan Hardbody uh, a couple weeks back? Yes. Yeah, so, like like you said, we got a, a Nissan Hardbody that I found in the scrapyard, literally getting ready to go to the crusher. Um, I usually stop my way home from work in the mornings at the, uh, the junkyard once once every other week or so, somewhere around there, just to see what's in there. If I find a motor, or transmission. Or whatever, and as soon as I pull up, lo and behold, there was a mini truck with an amazing custom paint job on it. Wow! A camper topper shell, <laughs> what whatever you want to call it, wherever you're from, right? Had a fiberglass top on the back of it, had some ultra wheels on it with the caps still inside, mm. and last but not least, here it had a full xenon urethane ground effects package on it except the front one's damaged and let me tell you i've been looking to see if we can find one to to put on there reached out to xenon today they don't even have the mold anymore wow but i i was perusing the old reddit um a week or two ago and there's a nissan subreddit on there and a guy in southern california posted Another mini truck that was at the scrapyard three weeks ago, and it also had the front bumper, and he saved it. And he said he would be willing to sell it and ship it from SoCal across country to wherever this truck ends up. That is, we're going to put it back together, dude. That is sick, man. You're giving away some of the trade secrets with the Reddit. That's the dedication, Kyle. And like I said, I want to give credit to you because. I think of you as like a truck enthusiast. You know, oftentimes we're typecasted into, well, he's a mini trucker, he's a C10 guy, this guy's a Camaro guy. But when you really have automotive stuff in your blood, that's what you've got because you're not so so high fluting to go, hey, man, I'm not going to mess with mini trucks. I mean, because you remember back in the day, we're the same age almost. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm 40 now, <laughs> over the hill, I guess. Like, is, right. is that still a thing? Do they do they still say that? Like, yeah. Or is the, is this the the forties the new? I don't know. Forties the 30s, new thirty. I, I think forties <laughs> is the new thirty. I think is that how you say it? Does that or is that saying it in a bad way? I think yeah. Forties the new thirty. Yeah, yeah. Except sometimes my body lets me know that I'm forty. Right, right. Yeah, because you know I've been dry as they call it for about ten plus months. You told me, I want to tip my cap, I know Eminem has been, I think, like 13 years, but you've been dry as well, and you've been trying to get Hank off the bottle, but uh, congrats to you on that. Yeah, it, it'd be almost 10 years, so I, uh, my, my, my body doesn't know the difference. Um, like, like we were talking, you know, some people say you'll lose a bunch of weight when you stop drinking. Nope, nope, not not here. Oh, yeah. Still maintaining, you know, but, but I just had a Coke sitting here with dinner, you know, like a Coca-Cola, not Coca-Cola. Coke. Coca-Cola, exactly. Coca-Cola, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, back to the Nissan, all right. So it was featured in the 1994 uh, Trucking Magazine. I haven't found out which month it was I will yet. find out for you because I got to go through mine. I just got to dig them out because I got them all stacked. And it's to get to the 94s, they're kind of towards the bottom of one of the stacks. Yep. So – it was uh, is in, in I, I don't know. We'll figure out the date. But I read the article. I uh, found out it's been local its whole life. It, it wow. never left within probably a twenty mile radius of where it was built, where it was painted, and they said that the, the truck was dropped off because the guy who had it um, lost the storage for it or, or whatever, and just just couldn't maintain it anymore. 
And that was his answer. It was, you know, dropping it off to the scrapyard for the crusher. But dude, that's that that's crazy that it stayed local for all that time, man. It's just mind blowing. Yeah. And so I was able to read the article from the eBay post you sent, and I found the guy who painted it on Facebook and I reached out and talked to him. Wow. He's still painting car he's still painting cars for a living, he said, but he's not not doing custom stuff anymore. Yep. So it was, it was it was cool to see that, you know, he's still around and still painting, I guess what, thirty years later, if if it was in the ninety four issue, it's an eighty seven, so I'm not really quite sure when it was built. I'd like to, you know, get some more history of it. But, you know, it's it's a cool truck and uh, I, I wanna save it. You know, I, I hope that if uh it is rebuilt, it it's put back to, you know, very similar to what it was and uh somebody else is gonna get to enjoy it. So Yeah, for sure. And one thing I wanted to say is uh, I would encourage everyone out there, please, if you can, if you're on YouTube, do me a favor, um, type in C10, keep me honest, Club Maryland, right? Yeah. Kind of three words. That's the uh, C10 Club Maryland. C10 Club Maryland. And subscribe to that channel. Now, that's Kyle behind it who's doing the guest co-host since Mike's gallivanting. And he did a video on this. And, you know, a lot of mini truck pages, there's some bigger ones like Grinder TV, uh, Frank with Custom Life. You know, there are some other ones that get a lot of ton of views, some that I can't think of at the moment. But with your video, I think last we checked, you know, we were talking like 3,800, 4,000 streams. And that, that video was exclusively about bringing that truck home. Yeah. Um, I, I've had the YouTube channel for a couple of years now. And I've made a few videos. And I, I kind of want to get back into it. And that was the, the first one I put out for a while. And right now it's sitting at 4,798 views in the first, guess what, two weeks. Yeah, it jumped up because I think when we were there last week, it was like 3.8. So that's great. Yeah. Yep. So it's going up. So hopefully uh, some of the listeners go out and, and check that out. Yeah. So again, tip of the cap, you know, Kyle out there. This is what the truck community, the car community is about, helping one another out. And uh, that's the general updates. But I want to slide right into CWC cruising with cruisers. And it was amazing. Like we said for us, and I want to get your perspective on it. We were able to, we weren't planning to get there early Friday because, you know, we had planned to leave at a decent time on Thursday with Amazon prime day. Mike had kind of gotten stuck, so to speak. And we got out of town a little bit later. By the time he picked me up, we ended up driving overnight. Well, the good part of that is you float in the town a little bit early we bump into Scott, Scotty the Body, and Jenna Lease as they're kind of exiting off the interstate, which was kind of ironic. We're both coming from Florida. Uh, we were given this a, a quote. I, I can't say much more than this. This official car to kind of gallivant around all weekend. And then, boom, we were having lunch at Long John Silver's coming aboard the vessel. It was pretty awesome for us to get there a little bit early. But for you guys, talk to us a little bit about your cruise over there. Yeah, so I, I called you in the morning and uh, to see where you guys were at. Or actually, I, I guess I called you the night before, and you guys were on the road Thursday night, and you said you and Mike were going to hammer down for a while and then and stop, get back on the road in the morning. Well, I talked to you at 9.30 when Ryder and I were leaving, and you guys were, I think, an hour or two out, right? <laughs> right. You were we always were. there. Like, went through the night. I, I, I heard that Hank had taken over the wheel. and He did. Mike had it on autopilot with uh, the old hammered Hank. Yeah, he had the cameras <laughs> disabled because you know some. Uh, you know, even though Mike doesn't have a Tesla, 
he's got some sort of camera system set up in there that can kind of tell if he's nodding off, you know, but he, I think he put black duct tape over him. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, you guys were literally getting there when we were, were leaving and uh, I, I thought we were going to pull on the same time Friday evening and that didn't happen either. We got stuck on the side of uh, I-81 in Southwest Virginia for over an hour and bumper to bumper traffic that wasn't moving. So, mm. but we rolled in at 7.30, and uh, Ryder got about 30 minutes of trunk or treating in. And, man, what a turnout. I, I heard there was 700 kids or more there that There night. had to have been. I mean, there were so many kids, and I didn't get to mention – or I got to bring this up when I called these guys. But, the like, Heather Yoakum, she's one of the uh, – she's the wife of, of John. And, like, you know, she was she was chatting with all these kids, and all the kids were dressed up. And – it just really had that that camaraderie of family, didn't it? That feel. It was like I grew up a couple hours north of there um, in southern Ohio, on the on the edge of Appalachia, and that was one of the main reasons that I made the trip back, and it was well worth it. Oh yeah, the hollers and hills, and we talked about speaking of that. If anybody wants to learn more about the culture there, the one gentleman you mentioned that we both are watching on YouTube, his name was Joe. No, I think it's it's Peter Peter Santadello, Peter. right? I, yeah, yeah it's, and his channel may have flipped in some of you guys' YouTube, but he goes up one of the hollers, and you know he does all kinds of cool stuff. Goes to L.A., hangs out with Chicano or gang areas, and just kind of gives you that that perspective of that area. But you know, getting back to the point, you know that that whole town, the Whitesburg area. Have heard a lot about it, of course, listening to LCD, but getting a chance to really see what the community was about. You could tell there's some hardworking folks. Uh, there's a lot of folks that have lineage back to the coal mining days and things like that. So definitely a different area, and I was glad to experience that trunk or treat on Friday. Yeah, and we had, we went out for dinner after that, and I think that downtown area that we were eating dinner in was affected by those floods last year too. I think that whole area was underwater where yes. we were eating. Yes, and so, LMC kind of broke down. There were a couple houses over there, and he had mentioned like they had to condemn those those like posted cards on it. And he mentioned like several inches of water in some areas and cars that the water. Yeah, and you could imagine that one area where it felt like you were kind of going down the hill, and yep. uh, just such a beautiful downtown. And it it shows the resiliency. I think is a good word of the American people. You know, we've seen this stuff in New Orleans and all over the country. Florida got hit uh, this year by a, a big hurricane. But the resiliency of the American, you know, kinfolk and the folks, uh, you know, we're no strangers to disasters, and and we typically will push on and and try to make it a better day the next day. Yeah, and they have actually rebuilt pretty well, I think. Yes, from, uh, I mean, this is my first time in Weisberg. I, I guess it's called Whitesburg. Whitesburg, Kentucky, right? Is yep. that is that how you say it? Yeah, but so. I didn't. I didn't get to say to LMC. I wanted to do a cut a promo when I was there and say, "Welcome everybody to the wild and wonderful mini trucks of Whitesburg, Kentucky." You know, and and Mike, every time he hears Whitesburg, he thinks um, the there's a movie, the Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia. But I always have to remind Mike, you know, we weren't in WV. We were in fact in KY, Kentucky. That's right. So I think that uh, you're going to really have some interesting information when you call those boys from Whitesburg. Oh, yeah. Getting the uh, the lowdown here on this episode with those guys. Oh, yeah. I dressed up. I was in character um, as I dressed as my the big homie, Hank Norris. 
And, you know, I had brought a couple things, and it was fun. We kept thinking, my wife kept going, oh, man, did you bring enough, you know, pullovers? I had, like, five or six pullovers and everything. I mean, Friday night, the weather was, dude, it was shorts weather, 100%. Even it was. It was amazing. Yeah, even Saturday, I had wished that I had peeled back to change into shorts because, like, when the sun was beaming, I was, like, getting a little sweaty. But I knew, of course, I'm glad I didn't change because by the time we'll get to Saturday, man, it, it got pretty chilly Saturday night. Man, up on top of Pine Mountain, chilly wasn't the word. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I felt like I was, like, Zzz. I was had the chatter teeth going on. It definitely was cold. I was not expecting that. When when we got out of the uh, the old suburban on top of the mountain, the burb the burb is the word. When you the think burb was the word. When you think about uh, how awesome the show was, I felt like you know the the footprint of the show wasn't so huge that you felt like you were just walking all around. We could kind of stay in the vicinity, and you know being able to hang out there at the burb. You know you had great hospitality with the waters and stuff, and you know just going around and seeing there were some OBS trucks, a couple dualies, obviously a good amount of minis. There were some of the cop cars as well. But tell us, your family actually traveled over as well. I know they had something going on Sunday. But talk to us about, was it your uncle that got a chance to see one of the older KSP cars? Yeah, so my uncle, he was a Kentucky State Police uh, trooper from 1973 to 1998, I believe, is when he retired. As a detective, he worked out of the uh, Frankfurt Post when he retired which was about three hours east of Whitesburg. And they drove over Saturday morning. Uh, my aunt, my uncle, and my mom and dad were in town also. And both the cruisers there, my uncle had stories about from back in the day when he was, was driving those and, and pulling people over and taking them to jail. Like it was, uh, it was, it was, a, it was a great time. Listen to him, like relive his career. And uh, I'm so glad that I made the trip over there and for him too. He also got to talk to Lee's dad, who was also a former state trooper in that same era back in the 70s. And uh, they got to share some memories also and, and talk about, you know, who they worked with back in the day. Oh, yeah. And and thanks, Lee's dad. He had bought a bunch of us lunch at Long John Silver's. I mean, I'm sure it was a huge bill because it was like 20 of us. But to your point, I'm glad you mentioned Lee's father. I got a chance to shake his hand. Obviously, he put his time in there, that he's doing some things. I think the property that we were technically on, there's like a health facility center there, and I think he's the CEO of that organization. So, you know, he pulled a lot of puppet strings to be able to to kind of put this event on. But the bottom line is it goes back to the C-word community and whether it's helping kind of, you know, nourish some of the younger kids and kind of put them on the right path or uh, just in general, you know, help the KSP, the the Kentucky State Police. Um, it, it was pretty cool, so I appreciate kind of sharing that. Now, one thing, and I know Lee's going to beat himself up about going a little, he felt like he went a little long on the auction. You know, auctions do tend to go a little bit, and a lot of money was kind of being tossed around. Uh, you had, you know, like Mike Murray, Justin Wyatt, Glenn from uh, the Custom Scene Podcast, and, and so many people. Uh, throwing up some big numbers. Randy Frederick had had paid uh, a good amount for this hood, that LMC. But you saw it firsthand. I mean, the camaraderie amongst many people that were willing to kind of uh, fork over some big bucks for nice things. It was. There was, some, there was some money exchange there. And I was really surprised that OLP actually had to pay somebody 
to take the OLP prize package. <laughs> right. I, we I said, come on, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we gave them the money to bid on it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, man, that's good stuff. Well, I'll tell Hank you. Was a, was a silent bidder in the back. I heard it was Hank Norris was uh, had $2 bills he was passing out for the uh, the lucky bidders. Yeah, because, you know, I I grew up in Land Lakes, which is kind of the, you know, I hate to use the, you know, the nudist word, but it's like the nudist capital of the world, I think. And, you know, all of these um, nudists, they apparently, when they spend their $2 bills, that's them showing their work to the community. So he had something <laughs> like 10,000 of them wadded up. And I was like, dude, come on, man. You're traveling state to state. You might as well get traveler's checks, man. Yeah. Hank did have quite the roll of money on him this weekend. Yeah. I was like, dude, you could get in some trouble with that you know i mean you could get robbed dude so uh, and i wouldn't be surprised if that that character mike murray was the one behind it (laughs) yeah he's talking about write-offs and all this stuff i go mike we're not even making enough to write anything off dude i mean we're lucky if we can make it home without coasting you know coasting on fumes i know and and i got home and Ryder had a pocket full of e what is it, EBGD yeah. stickers? Is that what right like there's Rudder pulled out four eastbound chilldown stickers yeah. out of his pocket. He said some carny in the driven trailer handed it to him. <laughs> Dude, I bet that was Dan. And you know, Mike keeps telling me he's gonna like, you know, give me like a free shirt or something, I don't know. But he, he says, Jay, if you could just let everybody know that Eastbound Get Down's coming in January. And I said, uh, eh, you know, I don't know. I'll I'll think about it. But I would encourage people go to eastboundgetdownshow.com. And the reason why, the only reason why I'm bringing it up is I want everyone to know that it is one of the biggest and baddest truck shows uh, in the eastern seaboard, uh, let alone Florida. And uh, I know him and John and, and team and their wives, they're doing a really, really good job with it. They're also on Facebook and Instagram, as you know. And I've got to go in here and, and I've got to double check this because I keep saying the date's wrong. It's um, not eatbound, but it is eastbound. It's January 12th, 13th, and 14th. Uh, It's Destination uh, Daytona Complex. So tell Ryder that those stickers, you know, I I mean, if it was me, I mean, I'll edit all this out. But, I mean, I would put them, like, on eBay for, like, a quarter a piece, you know, and just see what he can get, dude. He actually put one in a Sheets bathroom stall on the way home. (laughs) Remember on Dumb and Dumber when he's taking, you know, he's taking a quick break, and then it says, yep. "Be here at this date, at this time, at this minute," and then it's Sea Bass, you know. Yep, <laughs> kick his ass, Sea Bass. But Saturday was amazing. We ended up, we kind of after dinner. I think we actually somehow we floated back to the the show spot and that covered area that had been turned into the haunted house for the kids on Friday with all the Visqueen. That had been, of course, taken down Friday night, and on Saturday, there were people hanging out, Mark Kotwitz, you know, people exchanging, checking out old photos, talking about old stories. It really had that old school vibe, and before we knew it, LCD, I wish you were there, they go, hey, man, why don't we go record lowest common denominator, and I go, sure, and I wanted to see their studio, but we sat down there about midnight, and we recorded for like an hour, dude, I'm sitting there yawning, and... uh it just was a lot of fun, dude. And when we got back to the motel, it was about one thirty, and I looked over at Mike and I said, well, what time do you want me to set the alarm for? And he goes, give her, give ourselves three hours. So we set it for four forty-five, dude. And we jumped up, took a shower and then peeled out of town. Yeah. That's, that's the same thing we did. 
We uh, we got up early Sunday, and Ryder requested the Waffle House, it's his favorite stop. We went there, and uh, after that, it was it was hammered down back to the East Coast. Yeah, so awesome. And you did the family deal. Keep me honest. Was that? Did you have to do the family thing on Saturday or Sunday? Uh, no. So we uh, we missed the family thing on Friday. My niece got engaged in Cincinnati. That was Friday. Okay. Yeah, we, <laughs> we didn't make it over there. Nice, nice. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, um, I, you know, I, I think one of my my favorite parts of of this past weekend was the old school vibe. You had some mini trucks there that are well known from coast to coast, and some of the people that you introduced me to, and the lineage and, yes. and the history, like that that we got to talk about, was was just mind blowing. You know, it, I, I that was my favorite part. Is you know this this was the third annual cruiser with cruisers, I believe. But the the amount of people that showed up there with a history in the mini truck scene was was just unbelievable. Yeah, and I'll say this, Eric Felber, he it was cool hanging out with him and you know Randy and his wife Sarah and and some of these other NC guys that were just so cool. But it was really cool because Eric is a hardcore dude. He helped you know basically project manage two ballistic. Uh, and when I talked to him the other day, yesterday actually on Monday, and he goes, man. Dude, that guy Kyle, I'm not just saying this, you know, he said, man, it was really cool to meet him because I thought I kind of knew all the truck guys around here because he's in Maryland, kind of eastern Pennsylvania, I think, technically. But yes. So, yep. you know, he wants to link up with you guys. And I said, yeah, you know, Kyle's a good dude. Obviously, you know, he's got a lot of inroads with different companies and you got some stuff up and coming. So uh, that's what it's about. I mean, if, if I could go to a show and do nothing else but maybe... I remember at, uh, it might have been Lone Star, I, I introduced Emma to um, uh, Corey Floyd, who's just an amazing photographer, and Emma goes, you know, you you really love introducing people, and I said, I do, because like if, if I know one person loves something, and, and then another person might appreciate a conversation with that person, so that's what yeah, it's speaking about. speaking of Emma, let's give her a shout out, because we're going to get to see her in two weeks at the SEMA show, where she's out there shooting all the sweet cars on Detroit Steel Wheels. Yeah, and can there's not a harder working lady, if not professional in general. Take the gender out of it. In absolutely th- this this automotive scene. I mean, if you think about the role that she's built there under the Mob Steel slash Detroit Steel Wheel Co. Uh, umbrella, uh, you you could imagine t- 15, 20 years ago, you know, trying to sell to someone like, well, hey, I just want to work here. I want to take photos and like kind of post some stuff. They'd be like, are you crazy? But you see, you you know more than most how much loyalty and and worth, if you will, that she can bring to that company. And I tell you what, she'll find every single last car and truck there with Detroit Steel Wheels, won't she? Oh, that's for sure. And they're made in America. It doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, I love Detroit Steel Wheels. And if keep me honest, you're rocking those on the C20. I am. The C20 is rocking some Del Rays. And also the 66 that we've talked about before will also be rocking some ambassadors once that project's um, going Dude. full speed ahead. But right now, you know, that's kind of on the back burner. My dad had some uh, health problems here in the last few months. And prior to, to that, we uh, picked him up a 1959 Chevrolet Apache. And he is blowing me up and wants that done by late February. And when I say done, he wants a frame off. You know, wow. he wants me to frame off his Apache in the next 
four to five months. Dude, so, that's a good dude right there. And I told you I grew up riding in a 59 because my dad had it from the day I was born until the early to mid-90s when he sold it. But a uh, lot of love in my heart for those rides, and I, I can't wait to see that come together. Uh, so shout out to Emma again. Uh, good people. Something else I wanted to, to mention is when you think about CWC, Cruising with Cruisers, it didn't click to me until Saturday. So I almost forgot to mention this. After the show on Saturday, there's literally kind of a police-led uh, escort up Pine Mountain. Now, you can imagine, and I talked to Burton about this, You know, he already knows there was a little bit of craziness because the mayor had said, hey, cruise through the city. I mean, you, we could have just peeled out of there and went left and just went up the mountain, and 25 minutes later, we're there. We did this little cruise through downtown that was neat. I think they'll try to organize it even better next year. But by the time you get cruising up the mountain, the fun part for me was riding in the burb, the burb, 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 the burb is the word, and hearing, dude, the cammed out crazy engine you have in that, 500 HP, and just zooming up the mountain before we actually made it to the destination, man, that thing sounds good. There's not a person I know that doesn't say that that thing doesn't sound good. Yeah, she is rowdy, and I'm, I'm not going to lie. The hills and hollers and back roads of eastern Kentucky, that truck is made for that. With the coil over the suspension, the giant Willwood brakes, the, the, the big, you know, cammed out LS motor, it was loving it. And, and, and you have a lot of QA1 parts on that because you kind of partnered with QA1. Yeah, I'm partnered up with QA1. That one's uh, coiled over out. The uh, 66 is going to have a full coil over and, uh, you know, I think the Apache is going to have some work on it too. Dude. So, but you know, you rode in it. You gotta, you gotta say, I, I think it did very good going up and down the mountain. Hey, if you want to take my word for it, you had me at blue because I had the Dirty Bird, the ninety-five OBS, blue seats. My dad loved blue. My mom. At one point, my friends used to joke because their house was blue and gray. Or my mom's, you know. Not a high-end Camaro, but she had an 80s Camaro, blue and gray. My dad's car, blue and gray. My car was blue. Like, it was it was crazy. So when you look at the, the seats in it, now, keep me honest, yours is a later one, right? Because people think 88 to 98, but the Burbs and the C20s, maybe even the C30s, th- those went into, like, I always thought they went to 89 and 90, but you schooled me because some of the 91s are the squares, right? Yes. Yeah, so the last year of... The suburban body, whether it's a C10 body, a half ton, or a 20, a three-quarter ton, the crew cab trucks, the C20s That's and the right. C30s, and also the K5 Blazers ran until 91. And they also got a interior stylized from the OBS designs. Sick. It's not That's... the same seats as you'd yeah. have in your mid-80s square bodies. Yeah, she's the keeper, dude, and it sounded good, and we got a chance, you know, you were like, yo, let me get you some rolling shots, so I posted that, Felber was rolling, then the other dude uh, in the Toyota, then the guy in the Dime, so uh, it was cool, and then I'll just say this, I'll talk to Burton and LMC about this, but the cool thing was the the Pine Mountain stuff, you know, with the fireworks, they spent a lot of time and money on that, they had the schmores, they had the axe throwing, and you whoa, know, just, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold the yeah. Hold, hold the axe. Yeah, I don't know if we can talk about the axe. Yeah, because there was like you heard some commotion and I, and you swung your head around and you go, "What's going on?" And you saw me throw something and then you all you heard was something about Mike and blood, right? Yeah, 
All I heard was a scream and then the word, oh, no, Mike's shoulder. And I think we should leave it at that. Yeah. Because Shannon might be listening. Yeah, if if Mrs. Mayor happens to listen, I could be in in big trouble because we were trying to – we were, we were on the trail of the smut bandit because we had heard that he was making his way somehow. I don't know where we're getting this intel from, but you know we want to just keep everything legal. And all I can tell you is, everyone, please, as I said in my disclaimer today, do not try this stuff at home. I mean, I am a professional. You know what I mean? I'm trying hard to to, to like to make it to the Olympics or something. I heard that. Hey, watch this. I learned this at a kid's party. Whack! Right. You know, I thought it was going to split Mike's skull, but it did not. It went right above his head. Yep. Yep. For sure, man. I love that. The last couple things I'll say is, again, salute to the Kentucky State Police, a.k.a. KSP, Burton, LMC, but all the cast of characters. I know Farva was playing a big role. Uh, Shay... And Justin Wyatt, I, I know, awesome Rob. Uh, don't give him enough credit. I mean, he was over there really sweating it out, doing different stuff. I know NC went hard in the paint, as always. You know, other clubs was there. My, my brother Hector from ST, Subculture, Local Minis, a ton of other people, uh, many that I'm going to forget But uh, in terms of forget to mention. But um, that was pretty cool. There were some covered trucks there, so Brandon Shirley had the D50 that was Driveway Works built, uh, Chicks Ride, so shout out to the brother Thad, I had a great time hanging with you. Uh, there was old school, I don't know if I told you this, next to Randy's ballistic truck, two ballistic, there was uh, NC old NC member Captain, and that Toyota that was parked next to Randy was a West Coast build, and it was on the cover of Mini Truck back in the day, so that was the first time I ever got to saw that tr- or see that truck, which I was happy about. The, the stickers on the windshield from old Bell Tech shows on the yes. West Coast. Like, I had to take a picture of that. Like, that was amazing, you know, to see a windshield sticker from, I'm going to say, at least 20 years ago. It was, yeah. It was still on there. It was, yeah. That was cool. Um, Alan was there, Alan Gas, Gaspar. I think I'm saying the last name right. Um, and with his buddy Mark. So it was cool to talk to him. And, you know, just hanging with the NC crew, they showed us some love. Our friend, Eric Felber, he got, um, I'll have to share this with you later, but he was gifted by Randy a, a number nine, 99 out of, I forget how many they made, a rare, I think it was a Matt Hoffman Evil Knievel bike, new in box with tags. Oh, I saw the pictures. Yeah. Yes, I saw the pictures. Yeah, so I'm going to share that video. I'm going to edit it. Randy let me, he said, yeah, Randy goes, you can go ahead and film this. And Eric didn't know anything about it, so... But uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to cut away. We're going to run. I'm going to try to call LMC and Burton. So we're going to talk to them now. Okay. Hey, hey. So like I said, we're going to call in LMC and the big homie, Trooper Burton. And I just want to thank you guys so much for throwing the show. But, uh, man, thanks for coming on and sitting down a minute. Oh, man. It ain't ain't no thing. when when ODB calls and wants to wants to talk, you you answer and you do what they say. <laughs> man, you guys are too good, uh, man. Lee, when you think about what uh, a great night it was on Friday and Saturday with the show there, and I know you've got so many inroads with all these different folks that showed up from these different counties and these different states and countries. Let's be honest. Uh, what was the vibe like for you on Friday and Saturday, Lee? I'm entirely too old to do this. Oh, my God. I'm so tired. I don't see how Burton is sitting here without bags under his eyes, dude. I'm still getting fake blood from Friday night out of my shoes. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. <laughs> no, 
no, it's amazing. It's amazing, dude, to see a little itty bitty baby town like this, a town with seventeen hundred people, all of a sudden is completely overtaken by some of the hottest mini trucks of the entire country and some of the biggest names. And it doesn't matter if they were driving junk; it's still the quality of people that showed up here. Uh, you know, I, I go to shows, and a lot of times, and first of all, uh, uh, ODB, my, my apologies, my voice is about gone no over this week. You know, it seems like constantly all I've done is is run my mouth and talk and scream <laughs> the mic and hoop and holler and all that good stuff. And and then when I kept you guys, you know, for an extra hour and a half here before you were trying to go home, and I, and and I made y'all talk to me forever. But I think more than anything is that gone awful generic Mountain Dew trash that we tried on on my <laughs> podcast. Uh, I, I think it just killed my vocal cords. So I'm gonna, I'm going to do my best here. But you no, know, in all sincerity, you know, the the I've been to a lot of shows where people have attitudes, and and you got a kind of an air about yourself and stuff, and and you know that's never been my thing. Everybody that was here, including people that deserved to have that attitude. Um, and everybody was so down to earth. It didn't matter if you were from five miles away or, or 2,500 miles away. Everybody here was having a good time. It didn't matter what you were driving or what club you were in. It's one of the most feelings of camaraderie at a show that I've ever, I've ever been to. And I can say that because I'm not bragging on my show. I'm bragging on Trooper Burden's show. Sure. Uh, and for him to instill a feeling of brotherhood among all of us it just it's it's wild man it felt like a big family reunion to me just there happened to be trucks involved oh yeah and trooper burton when you think about the, the last couple of years you know this being the third annual it's got to be a good feeling to see so much of the community rallying around this event that my understanding is you you've basically spearheaded this the last few years kind of on your own obviously asking for assistance from a lot of folks like lee oh yeah it uh like I said, I, I've got chills back. You just talking about that. Uh, I can remember back. We had four weeks uh, before we put on the first show, and Lee and them was doing his thing. And I know he'd always put on uh, amazing shows before. So when I when I asked for help, and he he didn't hesitate. He was like, "We'll we'll shoot into this." And we had four weeks to plan. I, I never expected the first thing to go that good, and then uh, second year was was even better. And then this third year, I I, I still can't believe I've there's there's times that I'll, I'll look through pictures that people's posted and tagged me in, and I'm like, man, I, I was so just amazed by the, the, the people and, like Lee was saying, just how everybody felt like family. I mean, Randy and John and Eric and you and, and the mayor and all them. I mean, I, I, I told Lee before we started this, I was like, I, I wish they lived close. Uh, they're, oh, yeah. You all treated me better than some of my family did, so <laughs> I, 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 I greatly appreciate it and enjoyed every minute of it. Well, we'll tip of the cap to you. Uh, something that I speaking of the mayor, not Mike, Mike the mayor, but I heard a lot about the local mayor there, and I was definitely impressed. And she spoke uh, very kindly of the community on Saturday evening when we left out of the show itself on Saturday. Uh, Trooper Burton, it had to have been a good feeling to see all the trucks cruising out of there because why don't you let everyone know where where we headed up to? Well. Uh that was a little bit of a cluster, just the simple fact that there were so many people, uh, and, uh, and then the rain and then the cold, so it started throwing everything off. But uh, after we left the show uh, Saturday, we all rode up to the top of Pine Mountain. Uh, we, uh, we had fireworks. We had the fire pits. We had live music. We had a little bit of everything. And I want to hear about the axe throwdown. I mean, I've heard oh, all this trash talk going on for the last few weeks, and, and I want to hear about this ODB versus everybody. You know, How did the axe throwing thing go? It, I, I'm gonna it give was you amazing. Guys... I, I looked over, and, yep. and Jason was throwing them, and I mean, 
I, I felt bad that I didn't bring apples, but I really think I could have brought golf balls up there and yeah. Jason could have could have got golf balls off the mayor's head. I mean it was yeah, it was the wildest thing I've ever seen. Here I was practicing so I wouldn't look so bad and then I, I just like I'm not even going over to throw because no matter what I hit, he's He'll split my axe. <laughs> yeah, and there was a representative there. A guy tapped me on the shoulder, and he said he's with some Olympic committee, and he said, hey, are you busy for the Olympics? And I go, let me know where you need me to go. I don't even know if that's a sport. But, but Officer Burton, don't let's not forget the schmores, though. The kids, and I tell you what, even me, man, I couldn't shove those things in my mouth fast enough. It had been a while, so that kind of hometown feel that you guys had, it was all up there on Pine Mountain. Well, well, that's what we try to put together. And like I tell everybody, it's, I know it's when people hear me say, this is not your, your regular show you go to. I want everybody to just come and have fun. And, uh, like I said, uh, Randy Frederick, I've seen him a ton of pictures. Uh, and some of them are even about trucks. Yeah, some of them are even about trucks. Some <laughs> right. of them we, we can't really share because yeah, like, it was weird. He's like, why? I only want you with your campaign hat on my uniform. And I was like, dude, I, I'm, I mean, I, I'll send it. Don't don't get me wrong, but uh, but now I've got pictures of just just random things like and like Lee said, I didn't really take many pictures of trucks, and that that was I, I know Scott uh, Scott had said that earlier. Uh, he's like, man, he's like, I had too much of a too much stuff going on, just having too great a time to take pictures about stuff, and I snapped a few of a few of a uh, few of the guys all around the fireplaces up there few of them got some thad took some amazing photos of his vehicle uh him and uh, him and hector's vehicle up there uh with the fireworks flashing and you could see the reflection in the windshields i mean just you know one of the things <clears throat> excuse me one of the things that i have have mentioned to trooper burden before is that they will get to the point when you do these shows that you have to relive them through pictures because you're so busy at the show yep. you really can't appreciate everything that is there and everything going on. He's done a better job than I ever could have done as far as welcoming people, taking the time to talk to people and, and, and all that good stuff. Uh, but even now, I know that he's looking at pictures online and some of these trucks going, oh my gosh, when, when was this right, I know Hell, there was I was looking at a video today. Yeah, I was looking at a video today. Uh, one of my buddies, John Lilly, uh, his little boy took it. And, and there's a damn white Lamborghini there in front of a... Uh, uh, where did the Lamborghini come from? Dude. Me and uh, Me and Boo, Boo was... Boo Williams, it went crazy out here. He'd been doing traffic all day, and I mean, I, I, there's so many people. I, if if we had two hours, I could tie up two hours to we, thank We got a thank you episode coming on that. Uh, we have an episode that's going to be a lot longer than what we oh, recorded yeah. the other night, and it's going to take an hour of that just to thank everybody. Of course, you guys included. But now Boo was out there, and I, I was like, dude, are you tired? And he's like, no, I'm I'm good to go. And I was like, let's, let's hop in the car. I said, I need to move the cruisers a little bit because they, they do start to get hot. Uh, sitting there idling, so sure. we took it down the road, and we was we was cruising through town, and all of a sudden, this guy in a Lamborghini pulls up beside us, and he's like, "Hey, where's the car show at?" Hank Norris. And I was like, "Really?" And he's like, "He's like, yeah." He's like, "I came to come to the car show," and he's like, "I can't find it." And for some reason, he had went through town and had bypassed it two or three times. So it was like a little mini parade with just me and him. He followed me back and <laughs> pulled in. And I wish I'd had videos because people was like just oohing and on at well, it. So, I mean, well, yeah, it's there, hard there to get everything. It's hard to get Hank Norris on video. Cause I mean, that was my understanding that he was going to float in town and that he was kind of undercover, almost like Miami vice, you know, but you know, that's what happens there. In he was hiding in the hearse. I heard that's how they snuck him in. <laughs> right. the, the hearse brought him in. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, speaking, speaking of hearses, 
uh, you know, Burton mentioned a minute ago that we try to throw a lot of things here against the wall and see what sticks. And not everything works. You know, the Pine Mountain thing is a blast. Obviously, the weather wasn't friendly to us. But what about that Friday night, man? Have you ever been to a mostly mini truck show that a Halloween trick or treat breaks out? And, you know, with a thousand kids, literally, and, and to see, hell, to see Scotty the Body dressed up as a blue care bear all the way from Florida giving out candy. To, to the kids of Eastern Kentucky and everybody. Hell, you were dressed up. I mean, there were so many people that got involved. I really wondered about this. I was so afraid that a lot of the guys and gals coming to the show would be a little bit too cool for school, you know, and something nah. like that. But everybody played along. Everybody played along. And that was just like the coolest damn thing ever to see people in our hometown from all walks of life there playing along with the kids, setting up displays, you know, trick-or-treat, run through the haunted house and all that shit. And that was that was so humbling, man. And, and one of the things we tried do with this event, and the key word here is event, it's not a car show. It is an event. We try and make you so busy throughout the weekend mm -hmm. that you don't have time to get bored. You know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we try our best that you do not have the opportunity to say, well, I wish there was something cool going on, Mission because we want you to be able to look and it, well, thank you. And we want you to be able to look in every direction, and it's not just the normal 9 to 3 car show in the parking lot. We want it to be entertaining and, and, and i you know humbly think that we did a fairly decent job of pulling that I, off i think so and here's the only feedback i would give to you i think shay scared Please. every fucking kid out of town almost yep, he, did. <laughs> he scared me <laughs> I've, no, got video to, I've got a video to send you in a minute trust me <laughs> oh that's good stuff now i do want to go back real quick to the my olympic throwing there's one person with all due respect that i want to make sure that we know that you should never pick no, I may not be the best, but please, for the love of God, do not put Justin Wyatt on your team if you're doing axe throwing. Okay, let's just be honest, because his sons, I think, showed him up. So I just want to, I want to put that out there for the record, Justin. I love you, man. Oh my God, I never got the opportunity to see Justin. Go ahead and tell me, tell me the truth, because I didn't get up there until late. Was he a, was he a little, little not Robin Hood esque? Yeah, he, you know, he, he's still learning. You know what I mean? And now I'll be honest, like I was a little, I was a little cold in the beginning, uh, in, tr in terms of throwing. But once I got my bearing straight, you know, I was hitting the bullseyes, like, like, like uh, Trooper Burton said. So that was good. But I do want to, I do want to <laughs> say this: when the mayor, you know, when she came out and she thanked everybody, you would think like these smaller towns, right? They really embrace sure. things like this because it's bringing in. Uh, it, you know, it's helping the local economy. It's helping the local kids oh, yeah. and things that, that, that you had kind oh, yeah. of reinforced. But I want to ask you this. When you guys think about, and I want Burton or yourself either way to, to share with the listeners how much, I know news is kind of broke here on, on uh, Facebook, but how much money was raised and how much you think that's going to impact the local youth there? Well, uh, it's still not official yet. It, it's, it? it's not official. We are, uh, we're still, uh, still doing some counting, still doing some stuff. Because uh, the thing about it is the way we do on the way we do this is we count just the money that day. Uh, there was several big donations that came in weeks and months ahead of time, and that that still goes to the event. It still goes for our shop of the trooper. Yep, yep. But when uh, well, you know how police are. Police like everything by the numbers. They like uh, they like the stats is how we could say sure. it. So. I can't, I can't claim the checks and stuff that come in the days before or the days after. Like now, if somebody was to send me a, a $5,000 check because they was like, man, we heard about the show, we want to help, that does not count for the show. So the money, the money that you hear is just what was made the day of the show. Okay. There's no, 
there, there was several thousand before, and there'll probably be several thousand later because that's how it was last year. But what you hear is just the money brought that day, and you've got to take this into effect. This is what we have cleared after we have paid everybody off, all the shirts, the trophies, the people that came, the costume characters that, that came around, the face painting, sure. everything that goes into effect. Once everything was paid and money put in the bank, there was $22,967.25. Which, we'll to make it. the point of comparison, there was, wow. there was less than $20,000 raised last year. There was only 14000 at the show last year. Oh, wow. my God. So you're eight grand over. So you broke wow. your record. Year Three one was at seven grand. So we went to seven to 14 to now to, might as well say, 23. See, I love the challenge. So 2024, Jeez. here we come, dude. Let's get sideways in the 2024, but keep it legal. <laughs> let's be honest. We're talking off-road yeah. here. But now, but now to, put, to put some of this into perspective on how much money this helps and uh, – State police is always doing funds. They're doing little fundraisers here and there, everything to help. The biggest show that they've done before this, there's a county next over that they do a trail ride. They do two, it's a, a weekend event. You pay to go ride and you get into this land that they've leased and all this. And it's a, like I said, it's a two day event and there's a lot of stuff going on in it. The best they make it is it, $4,500 in two days. <laughs> Mind wow. drop. That Mike is, Trump. when I when I first started this, I don't know if I told you the story, on year one, they told me, they was like, if you're going to do something, this is what you have to beat, is we do this, and it's $4,500. And, and, and like I said, I know down in Florida, and, uh, there's probably events that make several thousand more than that, but here, $4,500 is a lot of money for sure. some of these people to raise. So me and Lee, the first year, was, was scared because I was like, man, that's, that's a lot of money to, to raise at a car show. And then year one was seven grand, and they, they was like, hey, and you all have got something going. And then this year uh, or last year, like I said, it went up to 14, and it just blew their minds. And our supervisors, my supervisors, don't even know it yet because we've not told them because we just want to make for sure before we tell them. So this year I think it'll be a lot better. I've had uh, people from tourism that uh, – like I said, just the, the people that's reached out to me. The lady that's over our tourism here in Letcher County, she sent me a message, and it I, it was one of the messages you had to scroll. It was so wow. long on the phone. And all it was was thanking how much the community had improved that uh, Friday night that there was so many kids up there that she had never, in, even her putting on events, and she is over tourism, that her herself could not put on an event as good as what wow. that went. And she wanted to think, and then she had said she went to the grill to eat, which is our our biggest area to eat. And she said that she had to wait on tables because all the tables was full from people from every state and yeah. everywhere. And said she just sat up there and talked to them and said that no event that she's ever put on could um, could match what that was. And she just wanted to let us know how much she appreciated bringing in the people. And And her thing was, too, we get events that bring people in, and sometimes events bring in bad people. Uh, sure. There was an event that had happened a while back that had some rough people, and a lot of people complained. She had told me that there was not one single complaint wow. about anybody or anything wow. ever. <clears throat> and as for the police-wise, we know what goes on, because if, if a complaint comes in, it comes in through the state police for us. And uh, there was no complaints called in about any kind of reckless driving, speeding, or people doing anything crazy. So far of exposing himself. Yeah, far of right. exposing himself. I mean, you, right, you get weird stuff. But, yeah, all that. Yeah, I mean, so many <laughs> so many people here and so much stuff, 
and and that that's just what goes to amaze me is that how everybody noticed how great it was amazing yeah it's got to be a great feeling and i appreciate you sharing some of those numbers and i tell you lee to be able to we hear all these stories you guys tell, especially yourself, and to be able to to have the hospitality that we had, to see the studio, to go in there, even in the late night hour. I mean, we didn't know what Shay was going to have in there. We thought we were kind of walking into, you know, a potential dungeon. <laughs> you know what I mean? With all due a respect. seance or something. Right, right. <laughs> right. Right, and you know, for you to do that and bring us in, uh, we got to meet one of your other buddies that you hadn't met face to face, but you had worked with him from an IT perspective for a long time. Like you, you really treated yeah. us like family, and, and like I said, I cannot thank you enough, man. Man, you know, we're like Olive Garden when you're here, you're family. You know, <laughs> you don't have to thank family. Excellent, and I appreciate that. And dude, the unlimited breadsticks were fantastic. I mean, no, no, those are next year. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. Well, we can provide a little Kansas City barbecue thanks to Burton winning a dollar yeah. off of how, how how did you like the uh, barbecue? Did you dude, get any of the barbecue? Oh my God, hold on. We got to stop the press right here. The barbecue was insane for nine dollars. I had never in my life experienced that much barbecue. And she says, "Oh, by the way, you get a drink and chips with it." And I said, good God, I may not have to eat for two days. And that's the way I felt. It was so good. I got the burnt ends. And, of course, they were oh, yeah. they were posted up right there next to Harvey uh, with Driven. And, uh, you know, Dan, I, I know, worked hand-in-hand -hand with you guys with the shirts. And that seemed like it was just a, a huge hit. I saw so many people coming over there to buy them. And, oh, by the way, you guys also accommodated people that needed to pay with cards. So all of that was just flawless, I thought. Well, every year, like I said, we, we, we learn from our mistakes. Anything we do, we always try to do better next year. And, and we've noticed a few things this year that, that we're going to work on and stuff. But uh, last year, that was a problem. We didn't have anybody that could take cards or Venmo or PayPal or anything like that. So this year, the last couple months, uh, the the guys and girls that was there at the, the KSP booth, uh, they I have to give them credit. Uh, they have got all that set up to where we could do it, and it, it helped a lot. And like I said, Dan has been with us since since year one. I mean, he's he's a great, outstanding man. Uh, and he he we didn't tell him to do anything. He told us what he was doing, and and it just blows me away that that awesome. he wanted to put extra work on him to help us because he knew how stressful it is. And uh, like I said, it's 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 just a a group of all of us coming together, and it just still blows my mind how how everybody's come together for, for a good cause. Oh, yeah. I would tell people follow on Instagram KSP, which stands for Kentucky State Police Cruising with an ING on the end, uh, or search Cruising with Cruisers on Facebook. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, last question for you, gentlemen. Yes, sir. The, yeah, you got it. Exactly the, right. um, the question I have is when can we expect the dates? I, I'm assuming, right, if I was a betting man, I, I would kind of be able to guess, right, for next year. But do you think in the coming weeks and months we'll start to uh, hear what you guys are going to pull together for 2024? So so I think I think we need at least a week to kind of yeah, decompress sure. and catch our breath. But basically I'm, I'm in sure the next that, month that, or so, you think? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that you'll hear something, you know, definitively one way or the other. Uh, very, very soon. You know, that's one thing is, is we give a lot of respect to uh, other shows and other dates. Yes. And we definitely wouldn't want to possibly step on somebody else's show after it's already been announced or something. So yes. yeah, that, that's yeah. something that time is definitely very much a, a factor in. But uh, but yeah, but but I think I'm going to let Burden take a few days just to catch his breath. Uh, as much as he's still riding the adrenaline and on cloud nine, you know, and you know as well as anybody, those kind of events takes a whole lot out of you, and it just oh, yeah. takes a few days to kind of. 
let the bags under the bags under your eyes finally dissipate and sleep for more than two hours and and uh just wait for more than two hours Last night, finally. Yeah, that's why I almost look like a human being today, even though I still sound like a porn star that's been gargling razor blade on. I, I still sit there and wonder what we could have done, what can do, and what we can do next year. And see, and right there, that's a sign of somebody that is deserving of the LCD Show Promoter of the Year Award, which, for the record, we awarded to Trooper Mike Burden right there. We, we uh, You know, shout out to the police departments that actually attended. Uh, we had 10 different departments that those guys are literally giving up their days off to bring out cruisers, clean them up. And then haul around kids uh, who pick the awards to walk around with these little kids. And one of my favorite pictures, uh, Trooper Gayhart is walking down the, the, the road with his uh, little girl hand in hand with the somewhere out there a kid is looking up to you and wants to be just like you sign in the background. And I thought that was just such Amazing. a cool visual. And really, really said a lot about these police officers and law enforcement officers out there uh, participating with these kids when they have no obligation to. So we, one of the things we did is we did a reserved parking space for every single police department in attendance, including the custom scene SN unit, which I'm not going to spell out here. Y'all can figure that out on the custom scene. Uh, but anyway, even had their own little duct tape parking sign. But we also did a parking sign reserved for the show promoter of the year, Trooper Mike Burton, right after we awarded the Mini Trucker of the Year award to uh, one Justin White. Excellent. Yeah, and congrats to Justin. Thank you to all the mini truckers that opened their wallets. I mean, we kind of talked about that with some of the money yeah, raised. Man. I tip my cap to you with the hood from the S10. That was amazing. I think there's a backstory there, and I know you guys will cover that on your podcast. I would tell everyone, please check yeah. out Lowest Common Denominator. Love the acronym LCD Podcast uh, with Lee, a.k.a. LMC. Uh, Trooper Burton, Shay, Farva, the whole crew. Thank you guys so much. Any last words for them, buddy? I just, I just want to, I just want to thank y'all. Like I said, I, I've, I've told it a hundred times, but I mean, it just, uh, it still blows me away that uh, that you all took the time out of your day to to drive twelve, fourteen hours and stuff like that just to hang out with some people in the hills and hollers up here. So, it, uh, thank you, and make sure to let uh, let all the all the guys down that way know. And, and and I'll say this because I'm not a trooper, so I can get away with it. And even if I can get away with it, I really don't care because I'm also an asshole. But even going <laughs> back to the uh, the trail ride BS that happens, that was the, the star event before his show took over. And I can say this, suck it, horse people. A bunch of mini truckers just kicked your ass by about five times over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we love That's you guys. Stay on the rise. <laughs> Be safe. And keep it legal because if not... Trooper Burton's taking you down. We're gonna wrestle you to the ground, guys. Oh. Everyone, be safe. Hey, man, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us up here in the hills and hollers of Eastern Kentucky. It was an honor to have you guys, Thank dude. You, sir. All right, awesome, dude. So that's cool. I appreciate. Let me call you back, Kyle. It was cool to hear to, um, from them. Uh, so that's good stuff. Now the CWC Cruising with Cruisers update is brought to you by our family at Lone Star Throwdown. Visit LoneStarThrowdown.com. And do you happen to know, you know, like in the old investigative movies when you say, where were you on the night of September, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I don't know. But in 128 days, 12 hours, 30 minutes, and as of the me saying this, 40 seconds. It's called 128 days, Kyle. You know where OLP is going to be. Man, Conroe, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. And you've been there before, and you know how big and bad it is. I've been there the last three years in a row, and I don't think I can miss another one. I'm pre-registered, and I know there's a lot of people out there that were waiting and, and hitting the refresh button when it launched, trying to 
trying to get that registration. And uh, I, I feel bad for Lonnie and Radar about that website because it sold out fast. And for the record, even though it sold out, we would tell people, you can go to that show and you can gallivant around. I want to say it's 20 25 bucks for uh, it's 20 for a weekend pass, 20 bucks. You can gallivant around there and listen for $20. You can attest to this, I'm sure. You're not going to have do $20 make you holla that whole thing. Not anymore, except for at Lone Star Throwdown. That 20 bucks goes a long way, doesn't it for 3 days, dude? It does, 3 days. Like you're you're going to have a blast. You're going to see everything from a dancing bed mini up to the giant brodozers and everything in between. Um, I, they're even like coming swap T-bucks and, and just, just things that will, will, will blow your mind. You'll see that at LST. It's probably one of the most amazing shows with a variety. And every year, there's people bringing brand new builds and showing them off at LST. Like they're building it for the unveil at LST. Yeah, LoneStarThrowdown.com, February 23rd, 24th, 25th. Come on out to Conroe. Hell, they even got uh, CJ's Blazer with the Amazing Interior on. The Mini's on the rise. It's on the flyer, which tip of the cap to CJ for that, which is cool. But, uh, dude, I got one question for you, Kyle. Are you ready? Now it's time to get serious. Uh I don't know. Does it count as a tick mark for Miggity Mike the Mayor if I, uh, if I get this one? Well, here's how we'll do it. If you get it right, it doesn't count, okay? okay. If you get it wrong, it does count. So we're, I've, I found the key. to the, I've got the cabinet here, dude. It's like from 1977 from some sort of you know USF college or something. And I finally got the key. So I've got the binder. I've kind of shredded some stuff, you know, because Mike did. Let's be honest. He did get a tick mark in his binder. Uh, for driving up there. Now, I drove a couple hours on the way up and a couple hours the next morning, but I can't take credit for that because, Mike, he did it all without any toothpicks, man. Man, uh, that's amazing because I had some 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 uh, toothpicks in my eyes, yeah. and Ryder was willing to come up and grab the wheel. Right. And he's like, Dad, I, I can't touch the, the pedals, but, but set the cruise, and I'll, I'll hammer down the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Riders, awesome, dude. I like that. So this is the SEMA 2023 Spooktacular. It kind of ties in, maybe dovetails, if you will, into Halloween. And this one might be a little left field. I had to ask my wife. I said, hey, Maddie, what's something we could ask Miggity Mike? I mean, Kyle Fannin, a.k.a. K-Dog, this week, and she says, I got one for him. I don't know. This is kind of going back in history. So I had to do some digging. But she said, you should ask Kyle Fannin this. Simply, where does the term, quote, jack-o'-lantern, so jack-o'-lantern, come from? And I said, all I know is like a pumpkin and something about Halloween or something. But she said, I don't have a hair on my ass that that I think that Kyle's going to get it right. And I said, I don't know, man. He knows his history. Well, Even if you get a partial, I'm going to give it to you because, dude, I tell you what, I didn't know. I think it originated gosh you know i have some irish history um in my blood and i think it is an irish folktale about somebody from over there and i i can't 
can't pinpoint exactly jump, you know, jump, the guy's jump, name. jump around dude there is yeah. she 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 gave me some information she said it is and i can't believe you pulled this out irish folktale there's another piece to it but i mean dude you're you pretty much got it dude because i i kept thinking like um you know something russian or something yeah i you know i, I remember some guy made a deal with the devil and like he was a mailman or something. I can't remember the <laughs> yeah. rest of how it goes. Yeah, he I, was Mike I, Murray. Am I, am I close enough? Like, yeah, man. dude, ding ding ding, you got it, dude. Because she told me it was a guy named uh, a folktale, Irish folktale, something about a cheap. He was a cheap guy. Now Mike's gonna try to spin it around on me for being cheap, but his name was I think um, Stingy Jack. And he did make a deal with the devil. So I, I we got you deal with Mike Murray, the mailman. That that right there won it for me. He is the stingy Mike. <laughs> Trivia with Kyle, aka K Dog, is brought to you by our kinfolk at the Spark Show every August, Sevierville, Tennessee. If you want to go to Sevierville, currently they have the largest Bucky's in the world. And believe it or not, we actually stopped at it again. Uh, like a couple months later, uh, but thesparkshow.com. They'll have more information coming soon for the 2024 registration, one of the biggest, baddest shows in the country. So uh, next we got um, Hut 1, Hut 2, Hut 3, Hut, Old Dirty Ballard, or Mike, or in this week, Kyle, live and uncut. And here, here's all I'm going to say, Kyle. You know, there's a lot of shows out there every year. Heck, I can't even keep up with them all. What I would tell everyone to do, my encouraging words, is support the shows that you think is going to bring the most bang for your buck. And then, of course, support the other ones if you can, right? And what I mean by that is, you know, I know a lot of people are probably at home going, man, I can't make all these shows, right? We know going to like a Lone Star Throwdown, we just established for $20, if you can somehow make it to Conroe, man, you, you get to take in so much as that experience. You know, Mini Nats has its draw because of the cruising. Um scraping the coast is big but some of the shows you go to as well like you've reinforced you've went to some of these and the experience is awesome and that's what i would tell people to do like get out there and support what you can we all have different careers we have different amounts of time off we have different amounts of income you can't do it all i can't do it all is is there a couple shows outside of the ones i mentioned like even on your side that you would 100 percent feel like you got to go to every time yeah so coming up um well, I guess at the time of recording, you know, it would be three days from now. This this Friday, Saturday, um, the nineteenth, I believe. Right? No, the twentieth, twenty first is the C ten Fall Revival in Denton, North Carolina, and the word on the street is two thousand trucks C tens are going to be there. That's that's what wow. I'm hearing, and I'm I'm not going to miss that one. So excited about that. SEMA, I don't miss that either. Um, that's always on the list. LST, um, Battle in Bama. Yes. I, I really enjoy that. And it's yep. going to be at a new location in 2024. It is. Talladega's Super Speedway. It is. And, and I want to give Craig credit because today they released, I know you probably saw it, dude. Did your antennas not go up when you saw that graphic disorder artwork for the OBS shirt? Oh, Josh McPherson's Indy Dooley. Amazing. I, I absolutely love that truck. Uh, you know, I talk to him regularly. He used to be the uh, C10 head of state for Florida. So, you know, that's we right. A, a, yeah. Because I saw that. There. I saw the truck at Trucks and Cheeseburgers, I believe. Yeah, you did. Um, he tried to make it last weekend. 
to what slam fest right that was uh going yep. on at the same time as cruising of cruise and he, his power steering pump went out and he just didn't make it there but also check his channel out he has a new youtube channel called yeah buddy garage and it also is a variety of different shows and different trucks he's working on very cool yeah he's a good dude i slapped hands with him at trucks and cheeseburgers and obviously i know you know he he's also up and coming you know both of you guys definitely a little bit younger than i am and uh you know he's got a beautiful wife great family and he's just out there he's just you know always got a smile on his face and i worked with him a little bit a couple of the videos we did for street trucks in, back in the day but um yeah good dude but like you said some of those are must go to and you know with craig for everyone that doesn't know that show's going to bump out a couple weeks so like basically the very last weekend of may into it's going to spill over to june 1st i think you know so that weekend to your point kyle talladega speedway great themed artwork and uh you know wish him all the success uh been there of course before to the battleship and i think it's going to be a new saga a new saga a new era if you will for that show and kind of what he's got going on with uh with mixing it with the new show the obs nationals Absolutely. There's going to be some sweet OBS trucks there. That's the next up and coming thing in the scene, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Ronnie's done a great job. And, you know, I always give him credit. If anytime I use the word lineage, I always think of him because he has used that word so well, as you know, uh, with everything with Truck Talk Media. So uh, tip of the cap to uh, the big bro over there, Ronnie at Truck Talk Media. So that's uh, ODB Live and Uncut, as well as Kyle this week, brought to you by our family, Joey at Get Decked, uh, Get Decked underscore VA, or Joey Dilworth on Facebook. Kyle knows a little something about this, but listen, if you need skate decks for your show, or your main squeeze, or your significant other, or whatever you got going down, he could take a photo or artwork in general, and he can plaster it. He's got a whole new system that he's doing. And we can't thank him enough for all that he's done for us. And Kyle, you know a little something about trafficking several hundred skate decks across state lines. Yeah, there probably was over a thousand. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think it was a lot. <laughs> thank God you had the QA one suspension to keep the burb, you know, on the road. It was, and you know, Joey doesn't do just the decks. Let's talk about Rolando's dually. Dude, he did Man. a rap. Yeah, Rolando is on the rise, and that dually has that 90s feel. Yeah, Joey did that for him a couple weeks ago and knocked it out of the park with those graphics on the side of that OBS dually. Yeah, it was at Slamfest, and it's um, Living My Best Life, but I think it's no G on Living. It's L-I-V-I-N, I believe, My Best Life. He also ha he has several rides, including uh, a, a Lincoln but that OBS is, is, is certainly, I mean, he's got cool stuff, and I know he also made it to Eastbound Chill Down, I mean Eastbound Get Down, a couple years ago for the, Mike says first annual, I really tried to like let Mike know that that was really the inaugural. It was, it was the inaugural. And we're not going to let that go, are the, we? Are we pushing this into the third annual now? Is that what we're going to call it? Is that how you say it? Or? Yeah, I think he was. Then he then he was trying to tell people it was the inaugural. I go, no, Mike. After the first, then it, you know, if you, if you do it a second year, it becomes an annual. But like I said, EastboundGetDownShow dot com, and and he even said that he wants me to come do some reels out there. And I said, man, that's my favorite thing because you know you can put in thirty seconds a reel that's so fun, and uh, I'm going to be out there doing some. You did. You did a very good job at the uh, CWC reel. I I feel like you covered 
the whole ground in that one video, and that thing was dope. Dude, and I had to put some of the uh, the M, you only get one shot, you know what I mean? Don't let the the opportunity to blow, and I just, the main thing I didn't want is I didn't want to get mom spaghetti on my, you know, my hoodie, you know? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, good stuff there. So, uh, next up, what I want to do before we, um, I'm going to wind some stuff down at the very end, but before I let you go, Kyle, I want to talk about our SEMIA preview. You know, I've been waiting all day to talk about this, and I'm super excited. Uh, SEMIA preview, we did this last year. We got a lot of good feedback on it. Bottom line is here, we know SEMA is always that first week in November. Sometimes it's that tail end, that last day of, of December or uh, October, I think, technically this year. But SEMA 2023 uh, kicks off, just so everyone knows, with uh, uh, brought to you by uh, uh, the Freaks. And Freaks of Nature, they kick off what they call the SEMA kickoff party, kind of unofficial kickoff party that's at Hogs and Heifers. That's where the Mini Truck Hall of Fame is going to be, so we'll talk about that. But Kyle, you may remember this in the past, right? But this is a good tie-in. SEMA Beginnings, they have a whole thing on SEMA.org under history. And I'm just going to read the first sentence. That's all i got to read. It all began in 1963, so 60 years ago this year, when a group of small manufacturers who were suppliers of performance equipment for early hot rods organized their uh, fledging industry and called it Speed Equipment Manufacturers Association. Of course, that later goes on to change. But here's the thing that I think is mind-blowing. 60 years ago this year, SEMA started, man. You know, yeah. Like I didn't realize until I went out there for the first time how long it's been around. And you know what? Another cool part uh, that I, I saw, I think it was on YouTube, that Gail Banks was part of the original SEMA group, I believe, and he actually is still building some rad stuff. And I do you remember we, you were there two years ago, I believe. We did a podcast out there. Yep, we did. did you see the the, the Banks built uh, Chevy C10. Yes, from yep. the Truck Show podcast. Yes, they've done more work, and I believe it's going to be back again this year. Yeah, that's that's freaking awesome. Yeah, and in the past we kind of went over some of those people that uh, started. Uh, the first president was Ed uh, with a long last name, um, Isterkindarian or something like that. But uh, other original members was like Roy Rick Richter, Willie Garner, Bob Headbend, you know, some other folks as well. But Vic Edelbrock Jr., you know, that's the one that a lot of people will know. So you think about those early innovators and, you know, what they were able to pull together 60 years later, still going strong. And here's another thing. I looked up their address from their official website for their headquarters that are headquartered in Diamond Bar. I've heard of it, uh, but I had never been there. But if you Google and you look up their address on Street View, you know, they have a nice big facility there, a nice view. Um, so that's kind of cool. And the the other thing that I think about is if you think the last couple years, I think it was 2021, they were kind of back from the pandemic. 2022 was kind of a little bit different. Some people said it was a down year. I talked to my buddy Ruben, shout out to Ruben, uh, several times about this. But do you understand the same thing I do that some companies have pulled out of SEMA apparently? Like, are, I don't know if they're just going to reallocate their funds or if that's going to continue into 2023. Yeah, I don't think GM or Ford is back. They they weren't there last year and I don't think they're, they're going to be here this year. Yeah, it's I, like they're, you know, maybe... 
I know the auto industry is dealing dealing with this stuff right now with the the um, United uh, Auto Workers and things like that. But I wonder sometimes if they find the value in that. I have said the past year or so, if you think about the Bear Jacksons, right? They get Roadster Shop to come in. And you have these almost like kind of Super Bowl type events that are happening throughout the country. Grand National Roadster Show is one. You saw it recently with that that big show that was in Tennessee, right? Yeah, the Triple Crown of Rotting. Like that one, that one just popped up. You know, I don't think it was on too many people's radar. And I heard a lot of good things. There were some some big time builds, and and I heard that's that's the SEMA of the the Eastern area east coast you know whatever you want to call it there was some some wicked stuff there is what i heard coming out about the triple crowd rotting show last month yeah and something else i think that's underrated and you know and i apologize i haven't given him you know enough credit is um dino so think about lmc truck presents the 13th annual dino's get down 2023 now Here's the crazy thing. I think he's changing the game in so many ways, and I don't know that we'll see this anytime soon on the East Coast, right? But think about this. Free to showgoers, right? So you you drive your truck in there. That's totally free. They're, they charge the vendors because there's going to be over five they're, – they're anticipating over 5,000 trucks. Basically, they're calling it a truck show and auto vendor expo. But expo to me is key because if you think about – you're going to have some of these companies that with the amount of money that they have in paying their employees and registering for SEMA, which you know is not cheap, and you add all those expenses in, I think sometimes people go, you know, what if we just spent that same amount of money on social media or going to these other events? Would we get more bang for our buck? Yeah. Dino, that started out at his uh, appliance store years ago. I remember. Now he has it. Yeah, now he has it at the stadium, I believe, like mm-hmm. the Westgate, and, and they're filling that place up. I heard 5,000 trucks. Like, that's just unheard of. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Now, as we transition from SEMA history, I want to talk about SEMA tips, and I know you can kind of attest to some of these, and you'll have some yourself. This is one you'll hear people joke about, and I can tell you, do not wear new shoes to SEMA. Now, if you get a new pair of shoes, break those mother effers in. Now, there may be an exception, like if you buy you some, like I did a few years ago. I got me some New Balance, dude, because you know I'm getting a little older. And those things were so comfortable. But I would tell people, break your shoes in. When I went to SEMA 20 years ago in November 2003, first time I ever went, I wore a new pair of shoes, a new pair of J's. And my feet were so effing sore from walking around there. So you got to break them in, right, Kyle? Yeah. You, I think I walked 9 to 10 miles each day, according to my Apple Watch. And, yep. like, you're going you're gonna to walk a marathon over the, the short time you're out there. And it, it, if you're lucky, you'll see most of it. I don't even know if you'll see all of it. There's so much to see. It's mind-blowing. Now, here's another key thing. you got to plan ahead for transportation. So there's several things Kyle and I can kind of chime in on this. But whether you're going to have a personal ride or you're going to have you know Uber, Lyft, public transit, a lot of the hotels have their own bus and trolley systems. But I think, Kyle, you've also used in the past, the they call it the Vegas monorail, I think. Yeah, that's, that's my go-to. I usually try to stay where there's a monorail stop. So usually I want to stay either at the link near the Flamingo or one of those stops because it starts filling up too. And if you, if you get on late 
like say nine o'clock or later, those, those monorails fill up and they only let so many people on each stop. Um, I think the first stop is the MGM maybe. And then after that, like I'd have to look at the map and see where each step uh, or stop is for it. But sometimes it might be better to, to leave the, the resort you're staying at and walk back to a further stop because there's less people getting on there. Yep. And that's, that, that's my tip is go online or on your phone, do the online by the three day pass or, or whatever it is. And, you know, it uses the, uh, the NFC in your phone and you scan your phone you each each time you get on and off. And that, that's my go to is to, to get on the Tesla tunnel or not. Sorry, not Tesla tunnel. That's, that's my the next thing I was going to tell you. Sure. It was like once you get there, there's a, a Tesla tunnel under the convention center that runs between uh, the West Hall, Central Hall and South Hall. Oh, um, yeah. Did you get to did you get to ride that? Uh, when you were out there the first time? Or I the, did, the, and that was a lifesaver. It was. It was really cool. That, that's actually my first and only experience in a Tesla. Yeah, and you know, people, a lot of automobile people don't like Teslas, but I guarantee they don't like walking. And if you think about underground where there's no real easy way to evacuate exhaust fumes and stuff, then you kind of go, well, you know, I wouldn't mind a Tesla underground, <laughs> right? You kind of go, <laughs> yeah. saving my feet. But one thing I want yeah. to point out is if you do Google Vegas monorail, you'll land on one of two sites, Vegas.com, which has a good overview. And it talks about all of the, you know, we could read them off, but uh, like you said, the link is the L-I-N-Q. It takes you to all these different spots. And to Kyle's point, you can you know, buy a pass. Or you can pay, I think, per ride, but it is easier to get a pass. So there's that. Um, and then there's the official website where you can, you know, uh, it's lvmonorail.com. So there's that. But, yeah, the test, the the Vegas Loop, I think, and keep me honest, you, you had shared this with me, that they added two extra stops. Yeah, so um, I, I looked it up a while ago, and it's going to go past the West Hall. There's two more stops past that, and one actually the other side of the highway now. And they had one uh, little tidbit here. It says on the website, typical walk time between the West Hall to the North Central Hall can take up to 25 minutes. Same trip on the loop takes approximately two minutes. So you're going to save a lot of time walking and on those shoes, you know, to to get in the Tesla and uh, ride the loop. You can't be creasing up the new J's, you know what I'm saying? Or the pump, pump, pump it up, man. Yeah, you got to pump it up. Yeah, and if you Google... And we'll talk about the app in a minute, but like, let's say you just Google SEMA floor map. Uh, you'll land on the SEMA website in the West Hall. When you look at the map, you go, oh, that's nothing, man. I could, I could walk that. That's nothing. It's not to scale. Okay, remember Doc Brown, when he did the little thing in Back to the Future, you know, he apologized because it wasn't to scale, right? And the car went off the side and boom, started to fire. But here, you basically, you look at this and you're like, this is no big deal. But it is a big deal because when you when you're like you call your buddy or your buddy calls you and you're like, Man, where are you at? Oh, I'm in the central hall. Oh man, you gotta come over here and you gotta see the power sports and utility vehicles, man, uh, over in the West Hall. Good luck because maybe on Tuesday, but by the time Wednesday, Thursday, Friday comes, dude, you are exhausted. And being able to go to that spot, you take the little escalator down underground 30 40 50 feet whatever it is and then you've got this big you know it feels like you're in new york city at that point right and then you just jump in the car and it's free and it just whizzes you underground through the tunnels 
Uh, it's all safe. It's all lit up. It's real cool. And then it, then it pulls back up to the normal uh, ground level, and then you just jump out and walk in the hall. Yeah, and also one tidbit. Um, have you got your pass in the mail yet? Mine came yesterday. Mine has not. So if, if you have to go and get a registration, it's actually at the West Hall. You have oh, to that's go a good over point. To, yep, that's where you have to go get your uh, registration. So, you know, if, if you don't have your uh, registration in the mail yet, you're going to have to hightail it over to the West Hall to get your registration. Dude, I hope that because Hank will sometimes come by and, and try to like steal the mail. I tell him that's like a that's an offense. You know, you can't be stealing mail. But uh, if he stole my pass again, I'm going to be ticked. I blame it on the mailman who probably didn't. You know, he probably took the day off just like right. today. You know, he took off the podcast. Probably took off the day from the uh, the delivery over there. You know, instead of Billy Vanilli blaming on the rain, we're going to remix it to blaming on Mike Murray or something. Yeah, I, I definitely think but the, we can do that. But we'll really sing it, right? I mean, we're not going to get someone else <laughs> to sing it. No, no. <laughs> now, you have to pack accordingly because you think Vegas, you think warm, you think desert. But you can get chilly, Kyle, at night. Yeah, you, you know, um, it's a good idea to, cup, uh, to check a couple days before you leave and see what it's going to be. You, 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 I usually have a wild sleeve uh, T-shirt on in the mornings. Uh, when I'm getting on the monorail and getting off over there, but you know, like you said, in the afternoon, it's it, you're gonna get that desert heat. Oh but yeah, the nighttime sun goes down, it gets cold too. Sun goes down, some sort of country song, you know, I, it goes like that when the sun goes down. Um, the last SEMA tip that I have, and we obviously got other topics we're gonna cover, is you have to decide if you're gonna do the famous SEMA rollout. Now I got a chance. Shout out to Brandon Burrell kind of a bucket list thing for me, even though it might sound basic. I got a chance to ride out with him in Cranberry a few years ago, and, and it was really neat. Just wanted to always do it, did it, and I got to thank Brandon Burrell for that. But if you're going to watch it to get footage or just check it out, you have to decide upon a spot. Uh, you know, if you like I said, if you're going to watch or shoot show coverage or whatever, that all that stuff books up, and I think they even have bleachers now, and they, they have a little bit of a, you know, a setup. But that is pretty cool to see. I remember years ago seeing uh, Mob Steel rolling out with the, I think it was the Colonel Custard, you know, Ford F one hundred deal, and just seeing uh, this guy Dale with his sixty three Lincoln, you know, and I didn't even have a good spot, and I had to kind of fight to get some good photos. But that to me, whether you're going to do it in a ride or you're going to just spectate it, is very cool to do. Yeah the uh, the the Friday afternoon when everything's rolling out, um, I. I I, I think you know that's a thing you got to watch, and I think they're going to have something afterwards now too. The uh, uh, SEMA Fest. Have you seen that? Like, there's musicians like, having a concert and all that too this year. Have you seen that? Yes, and I would tell people uh, uh, Google SEMA Fest if you're interested in this because I'm glad you brought this up because actually I forgot to put this in my notes. If you think about what we talked about earlier with some of these companies, you know, any big organization has to pivot and move. You know, you don't want to be the Kodaks or the Blackberry phones and things of the world, right? So you have SEMA, this organization, they're not going to sit around and like just be like, oh, I hope people come every year. They're constantly pivoting and moving. We've seen this with the NFL, right? With Jay-Z, I think, working higher up there, bringing in more talent. You know, the Raiders have, you know, Warren G and Too Short performing there. You basically, what we saw last year is new minis and a lot of these West Coast clubs, dancing beds and stuff, they were in this one area that was like the the culture lifestyle area. 
what you're seeing now is we've seen for the most part SEMA ignited I think is dead like they haven't mentioned that in years that was a way to flush everyone out quick get them across the street and boom then you had that mini show that was open to the public well with SEMA fast you basically have motorsports music and car culture and it's the third and fourth and I believe you basically buy your tickets at SEMAfest.com and that, to your point, is a whole experience. Wiz Khalifa, Bush is going to be there, Luda, so many acts. And that, to me, is freaking awesome. You can also bring your own car and display it. That's They're sick. Okay. Have I didn't know that. It, custom vehicle display and general ad- admission registration. 499 day, or for, sorry, $499, um, sale ends at 17 days. It says, opportunity to have your car, motorcycle, truck, or SUV displayed at SEMA Fest. Yeah, so, okay, I see know, that now. Apply to have your custom. Yep, I see that. And then SEMA yep. individual, they have like two-day admission. Now, granted, some of these prices, I think some people would look and kind of roll their eyes and go, eh. But here's the thing that I, I tip my cap to SEMA for doing. We've always heard, you know, SEMA's not a car show and SEMA's not open to the public, blah, blah, blah. But as trends change, you know, you can imagine you go, okay, GM, Ford, no big deal. But if a lot of companies said, hey, we'd rather go to Adino's or we'd rather go to Barrett-Jackson or Grand National Roadster Show, you have to pivot and move, right? You have to come up with new ideas and stuff. And this is a way, in my opinion, they're swinging the pendulum a little bit to go, hey, let's get the public more involved. Yeah, I think they're also selling tickets for Friday again this year for the general general public to come and attend. Oh, great. Yeah, that's good. And although, as you know, like Friday is kind of the shorter day, to me, like if you lived in Cali or you lived in Vegas or Arizona and you're a true automotive enthusiast, you know, to spend a few hundred dollars to be able to go over there. And oh, by the way, the one thing that I've always thought was underrated is you can pretty much float around anything that's outside. And as you know, over the, we didn't even talk about this, the backside, I don't know if they're still doing that with, with the West Hall open now, but just the outside the West Hall in some of those areas in front of the Central Hall, you could walk around for hours and see a lot of it. I mean, maybe 20% of it, you know, something like that. There, there's, there's so much to do, but now they're trying to, I think, get people a little bit more involved and get people in the show, to your point. Yeah, absolutely. And Hoonigan has the Burnyard set up there. And my boy, Zach Mertens, who is the uh, the king of chop, you know, that's what the Suburban has, is the, the, the BFD chop monster from Zach. He'll be hosting the Burnyard where there's people out there destroying tire after tire. Like, that is definitely a show you don't want to miss out front. You know, you come down the escalators, it's going to be on the right side. You know, stop by and see one of the Hoonigan shows. Like, that's that's awesome. Like, you yes. don't want to miss that. Yeah, for sure. I've seen that stuff, and it's there's that's such a big draw. Whether you love or hate that stuff, it's bringing people into the automotive culture, and I think it's cool. Now, if we, you know, th- that that was kind of a recap there of the SEMA tips that I, I want to kind of categorize those as that. But if we talk about navigating SEMA, you said it to me earlier, APP, download the SEMA app. Now, you can go to SEMAshow.com slash floor plan, and you can see the floor plan that I was talking about. But Kyle, that app really comes into... Um, it, it comes into play because I think you were even telling me you can favorite the different vendors that you want to go visit. Yeah, you can favorite the vendors and it will show it on the map. So if you not, if you want to go see, 
you know, the street trucks um, engage media booth. You know, you, you can pick that. You want to go see the, I, I don't know, uh, the Hoonigan, the Burnyard. That you can, that shows you on the map. Um, you know, Brandon Burrell, I think he's going to have Project Stockish there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, I want to see that one. Um, Eddie has an Apache. I think it's 59 or 58. I'm not sure which one it is. He's supposed to be debuting uh, Project Bernadette out there. Nice. Um, yep. Uh, there's also a local build. Um, a good friend of mine, Aaron, and his wife, Chelsea, are going to have her 91 uh, one-ton Dodge out there. They're uh, they're actually crunched on it again tonight. It's supposed to be leaving tomorrow wow. on the trailer to start heading out there and uh, make a couple other stops to get finished up along the way. But everybody I know is, is still got the SEMA crunch, and we're, what, two weeks away Dude. right? from today, the time of recording? Yeah, and absolutely, we're two weeks away, and that's something that's underrated is you don't even realize that, you know, people, the transporting and all of that stuff, I mean, it's already underway, basically, because, you know, it depends on the situation, who's taking it, and all that. There's people grinding right now to get their stuff on the trailer. There, that's that's very true. Like, it, it's, <laughs> if you think people are uh, are crunching for, for SEMA right now, there's people crunching for LST right now, too. And that's still a hundred and how many days away was it? One twenty-eight, I think. What we said. I think it was one twelve, maybe one twenty-eight. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. But that's it. Like it's it's going to pop up on you before you know it. Yeah, and I just had the double truck LoneStarThrowdown.com. It was one twenty-eight. So Kyle was spot on. Uh, good stuff. Now you have to plan ahead, in my opinion, on which companies you really want to see. It might be a quick check-in. Maybe you're going to introduce yourself. Maybe you've been dealing with a vendor for a long time. It's your first time going, and you want to go see Steel Rubber, like I wanted to. Uh, or maybe there's a ride. Of course, that's one of the big draws to go to a particular booth. Uh, there's sometimes freebies, such as stickers and things like that. But you know, go in the app, and you can kind of pre-plan and go, okay, because I've made this mistake before. You go to the West Hall, and then and then somebody calls you, and he goes, hey, man, we're hanging out over here. And then you go back there, and then you're like, oh, I wanted to go see that one company. And you, you'll literally, by the time Friday comes, you're going to be exhausted. So you got to plan ahead and use the app. Yeah. One hall, I, I believe, you know, at least in the years past, is just tire manufacturers. Yes. From front to back. It, it, I've never seen so many different tire manufacturers in my life. Yes. And, you know, you, you, if you start in that hall, you're going you're gonna to walk around for over an hour to figure out how to get out of there. And it's just tire after tire. Yeah, the South Hall is the Global Tire Expo and the wheel and accessories. I mean, just insane and yeah, you, I mean, you'll see everything in there from like the companies that are fighting to get uh, more market share than like Alcoa, you know, the Accu uh, Accu Ride, I think it is, or something like that. They have a similar name, the AccuAir. But you'll see a lot of those companies, and then you're going to see your normal wheel companies that we're used to seeing uh, typically. But um, now some booths have reveals, as you know, that go down throughout the week. So I would tell you if there's someone or something or some ride that you really want to see, turn on post notifications for that brand. So, you know, if OLP was there and we were doing a reveal, you know, turn on the post notification via Instagram. A lot of times these companies are going to communicate with their, uh, you know, their fans or, you know, whatnot, whatever you want to call them through that social media channel. So when you see that, it allows for you to plan ahead and go, hey, I got to be over in such and such booth. Chip Foose is going to be there. They're going to be revealing something. Yeah, good point. 
turn on those notifications because you, you don't want to miss like it's <laughs> I, I've watched a few of the uh, unveilings there and it's quite the crowd. Oh, yeah. And uh, you get there early. Now, uh, like I said earlier, decide on what you want to see. If you're like me, you want to see it all. There's just a lot. And I'm telling you, you can do it. If you do the OB, ODB challenge, um, you can literally walk up and down every single row and you can do it. But I mean, you, if you're getting stopped or you're talking to people, it gets tough. So if you just plan the few that you want to go to, that's going to save you time. We talked about the underground Tesla loop earlier. I think that's um, just an amazing thing, and it, it'll save you, as Kyle said, a little bit on your feet. And then the last thing for navigating SEMA that I wanted to mention, there are places that sell food, okay? The feel, the food to me in most of those places that SEMA kind of feels like an airport package kind of sandwiches and salads. Not saying it's not bad. Uh, they're... Um, there are some people, I think, or there's some places between North and Central Halls, a couple spots to sit out around lunchtime, those things fill up, and it's hard to even get a seat at a table, okay? But get to know the Las Vegas monorail. Like I said, prices can vary, but if you can hop on that, you know, there's a little walk in front of the, the Central Hall, you go up the escalator or whatever you get on the monorail and you can ride to one of the casinos right or one of the stops and a lot of times they have restaurants i know one year mike and i and a bunch of people we went to a place i think it was like a country singer restaurant and we sat down we ate we got some drinks and we really felt refreshed to get back on the monorail and get back over to the show yeah i, I usually start out with a good breakfast at uh at the, at one of the resorts and then hit the monorail early and get over there and Sometimes I'll grab a, a lunch or uh, go back and, and grab lunch where I'm staying, you know, but it, it's it's a full day. You're, you know, if you want to see most of it and make the most out of your time, you're you're going to be on the move the whole time. Oh, yeah. We got a few more topics. One thing I would tell everybody to watch out for. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but you'll hear of the SEMA sickness. It seems to be legit, Kyle. Keep in mind, you're around a lot of people from all over the world. Now, I'm kind of a germaphobe, if you don't know that. I'm not a doctor, okay? But some people will recommend, there's like those airborne type, you know, a vitamin type things. I know you're a first responder, so you may have some, you know, some things or some feelings towards some of that. Uh, some of people go, well, vitamins and preventive stuff and whatnot. But I can tell you this, a couple times, and even back 20 years ago, I remember I came home, and I had a cough that felt like weeks and weeks and weeks. I couldn't, so I I, I washed my hands really good. I know this sounds crazy, but I, my goal when I come back from SEMA isn't to see how many stickers I got. I just want to be able to come back and not be damn sick, dude. So what happened in Vegas didn't stay in Vegas? Dude, I, when Hank was there, he said he had a buddy that had a ranch or something that was like like an hour drive outside of and and I thought it was like animals and stuff but it was a different kind of ranch something about bunnies or something and when we went out there to visit it you know I could have caught something there I don't know you know what I mean yeah that you get the bunny flu yeah the bunny flu and I mean all I did was you know just sit there you know I waited for my friends you know I guess they went and got a massage or something they said I I, was like, I don't know but, um, yeah, it's... you know, you got to be careful in those kind of places because you could get sick, you know. So, again, in all seriousness, definitely watch out for that. Now, this one's quick. Mini trucks at SEMA. Now, unfortunately, is things I see online, 
The only two that I know, number one, well, let me say this. Mini Truck Hall of Fame, I said at the top, Freaks of Nature, tip of the cap to them. That's the SEMA kickoff party. That's Monday night. Randy's Two Ballistic is going to be in the kicker audio booth. Go see it if you're there. If not, we'll be sharing reels and photos of it. My understanding, though, Mike Finnegan, you know Mike, of course, the the famous Mike Finnegan, his Toyota, my understanding, is also supposed to be there. I know Daniel Smith had his hand, one of our local brothers, he had his hand in helping paint that thing, and I'm looking forward to that, but those are the only two, I hate to say, Kyle, those are the only two minis that I know that are going to be there. Yeah, and it definitely had to go check out Randy's Toyota. Oh yeah, that, it's, it's, it's stick your head in the window because that leather, it smells amazing. Yep, yep, yeah. Charm City did a great job on that interior, and uh, it's so sick. And there's going to be more coming on that. I don't want to share all the details, but stay tuned. There's going to be more coming here in print. Now, uh, there's only three more topics that we have, so we're going to wind this down here in the next few minutes. Things to do or try outside of SEMA madness, I call it. So for me, I know some people are going to laugh at this. I love In-N-Out Burger. I think because I'm on the East, Kyle, and we don't get that all the time. But I would say you definitely got to hit In-N-Out Burger. I may have hit In-N-Out Burger twice in one day. (laughs) Yeah, me too, man. I told my wife wife went one year, and uh, she goes, I'll go. And I said, man, I got to get me a milkshake from there. And she goes, all right, let's go get one. Uh, That was the midnight snack. Can 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 we settle this? In-N-Out or Whataburger? Which one would you rather have? Dude, in the Lincoln community, there's a big war. The Texas people say Whataburger and this and that. We might have to get a cage match going on that one is all I can say. I, I know. I, my, my man Eddie from AMD, he loves him some Whataburger, and I don't get it. In-N-Out I don't either. Is- Ten times better. Yeah, it's simple. The menu's simple. Sure, you got the animal style, the supposed hidden menu item. But at the end of the day, it's so simple. The employees love working there. They get paid well. It's just well-rounded. I love the logo. It's real basic. Even me, I tell you what, I'm not a Five Guys guy locally. Only Not, not because, one, I don't eat a lot of burgers. But here's the thing. You go to Five Guys and you get a fry, two burgers, a drink, maybe a shake. I mean, you're like 35 40 bucks. To me, In-N-Out Burger, also, that's the other wind is they got good prices. You do know we're going to get In-N-Out Burger closer, right? There's Are we? one Tennessee. Dude, Tennessee, Tennessee. We might have to move up there, dude. Because, you know, Vice Grip Garage, Derek's there now. Our buddy Scott Lawson moved up there. I mean, Tennessee's like the new Cali. Yeah, they're getting an In-N-Out burger. They already have the record for the most fuel pumps of 120 at the Sevierville Buckies. They're going to get toppled by Florida soon, though. I think Ocala. Yeah, but they, I, I but, heard but that. you're right. They do have it. I mean, dude, that one is massive. It, it I, I, I actually stopped there on the way to the uh, Southeastern Truck Nationals uh, this year. Um, it was like the second or third day after they opened. If you've never been to a Buckies in the first week. Um, it's it's something to something to see. Last year we stopped at the Crossville, um, Tennessee location within the first week, and I'll tell you, I've never seen so many people in one place. It's it's just wild. Yeah, the Di- gas station, Disney World, Disneyland's got nothing on Bucky's. I mean, just us doing our normal routine stops. I'm like, Mike, 
he, he knows I want to have a clean restroom. So he goes, oh, do you need me to stop at Bucky's again? Yeah. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Stop at Bucky's, you know. But, dude, I was down in, like, the, 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 the little burrito deals for the morning. I mean, the food's good. But, yeah, it's just a massive amount of people, man. Yeah, my favorite is the Club Belt. That's one of the uh, the best sandwiches they have there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. And I finally had that. The other place I'm going to look at my list here. The other place I would tell people is uh, we've made a yearly tradition. If you haven't been to this place, it's called Pepper Mill. So shout out to Ruben Artiaga, the booker. Uh, he told us about Pepper Mill. And Pepper, P-E-P-P-E-R, Mill, M-I-L-L, one word, this is a cool restaurant. It kind of is like family style, but they have a lounge. All of the indoor seating, it feels like you're in a casino. The lounge is sick. I'm not even making this up. The, the pinks and the blues and all that, it makes you feel like you're in Grand Theft Auto Vice City, dude. It's super sick. The, the logo in front of the building's cool. We go there every year. We'll be going back this year. Yeah, you know what else I uh, I, I want to hit up um, while we're there. It, I've been down a rabbit hole lately. You know this. Yes, and... Flamingo and Caval. Uh, yeah, boom. Yep. I went there before, and and I didn't mean to steal your thunder and tell everybody what that is. Yeah, um, as you know, um, the the Tupac murder is uh, it after what going on almost thirty years. It's uh, back in the news again. They've made an arrest. Yep, yep. The piece of crap that basically snitched on himself and uh, self-indicted himself. And, hey, good for him. But I, and what I've tried to do, if you go on Instagram, I, I, visited the loca- I visited the intersection. I've tried to always nail down exactly where it happened because after the car got shot, I think Shug floors the car, and where the car ends up, as you know, isn't exactly where he was shot. But there's people that will tag a certain location there, and I've even looked at some of the, um, the I don't want to say evidence, but some of the stuff that's online to try to figure it out. But basically, to your point, Koval and Flamingo, that is you know, the, the place that everybody knows that's basically where Tupac got killed. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think we might have to go over there one afternoon yes. and uh, and shoot some uh, some pictures and maybe a reel or two over there. Yeah, there's a guy on Instagram. I always tag him. He took the last photo of Tupac with him and Suge in the car, and then he was killed just a few minutes few minutes later, literally. And his he actually has an Instagram page called like One Minute Before. And I've always wondered. I wanted to line up exactly, you know, the the actual direction. And you would go, oh, it's not that hard, but trying to figure out, you know, where they were leaving the fight, they were going to Club 662, you know, then we would have known which way they were going. Well, he pulls up next to him, and he sees him, and he takes out his camera, and he goes, click. And that's where kind of Pac had that dead look on his fan, uh, on his face, rather. But, um, yeah, dude, yeah, so much history, man. Yep. So, that's I definitely, you know, want to go visit that this year. Yep. I'm a, I'm a big Tupac fan, you know that. So I got some unreleased tracks. It's so crazy that he's got so many. And some of the unreleased music I listen to over and over, it's it's better than the stuff that they're putting out today. And hopefully one day they'll do a massive box set and they'll get some of that stuff out. You know, um, there used to be a website, TupacUnreleased.com, and it had. I, I used to think the stuff was fake. I was like, "There's no way he could have recorded this many songs," and he did. It's just mind blowing. But um, nice tie in there. Yeah, that was, that's one of the things I miss about the uh, OLP of the old days. You I know. know. I got to talk no about hip hop. No longer, 
you know, use royalty music in the podcast. I know, man, and I always love doing that because a lot of people would say, "Man, I love that song. I found that song," and so we gotta 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 try to figure that out. Now I'm gonna go through these kind of quick. Um, Mob Museum, Hoover Dam. One year we went to Graham's house in Utah, which was fantastic. There's Vegas shows. You can visit the bigger hotels. A lot of people love just walking through them. There's some that have roller coasters. And then you got the Neon Museum. We did a night tour the year my wife went. That was super neat. I think they're self-guided or you could do a guided. They're, they're fairly cheap, but that's where they have all of the older donated, typically uh, Vegas history signs, if you will, from these bigger casinos. And at night, it is so cool seeing them lit up. If you're a photographer or you like low-light shots, that's a cool thing, but those are a few things on my list. Yeah, if you're a uh, you know a Chum Lee fan, you can stop by the Gold and Silver Pond. That's right. You know. Yep. And the guy, which I think probably not shouldn't bring this up. The guy, I think I had heard that he got in trouble. The he was the toy expert that would come on the show. I remember looking. I went to his store one year. It's down on Fremont Street, but I think he ended up getting popped for something. Uh, okay. Kind of crazy, but uh, that was a cool place because I went in there and he had GI Joes and all that stuff, and I was like in hog heaven. Yeah, um, inter- interesting uh, fact here. I don't think I've talked about it with you, but in the past, but I actually rode my Harley cross country. Um, I guess it was t- twelve years ago now. Wow! And rode down the strip in Las Vegas and rode down to the Gold and Silver Pond, and uh, you know I lived on the road for three weeks on my Harley. It was, uh, it was quite crap. the experience. Uh, yeah, I don't think we've talked about that. Damn, dude. That's, I mean, late 20s, 28, call it 29. I mean, that's that's big stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. Quite the experience. It'll never happen again. Yeah, that's big. Uh, the last two segments I got, uh, one is what I'm looking forward to and then uh, not going to see him, but want to keep up. So what I'm looking forward to, I'm going to be hanging out with the homies, of course, Kyle. I the the main draw that's getting me out there is my friend Billy Bob. Shout out to Billy Bob. Uh, he goes, Yo, Jay. It's going to be me, uh, Ron Norris. I mean Hank Nor. I mean Ron Perkins, uh, Jeff from Mini Garage, and now our friend Chuck Dog from South Florida. They're staying in an Airbnb. So they go, Yo, if you want to come out, here's the buy-in price. Very fair. They're staying Saturday. Now don't kill me. They're staying Saturday to Wednesday. So here's my thing. I am peeling out on Wednesday. Okay, so I'm really only going to get the see me experience for those two days. Call it one official day. Of course, the outside stuff and all that on, on Monday. But I'm okay with that because what I'm going to do is I'm going to squeeze in as much as I can. I'm going to plan ahead. But then I'm going to come home Wednesday. Hopefully I won't be sick. Rest up a little bit. And then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to land at a decent time, Tampa time. And then I'm going to do some family stuff Thursday, Friday. Sounds sounds like a good 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 week to me, man. Oh yeah, uh, Randy's truck. Of course, I want to see uh, and In and Out Burger. Yes, I'm that guy. Like I said, I want to get In and Out Burger. Now, what are you most looking forward to? Any any one thing? I mean, you mentioned some names earlier. Is there any one thing that you really want to do that, like you kind of made a yearly tradition when you go out? Man, I I just enjoy being out there, the weather, and hanging out with my friends. You know. Like seeing Emma out there, I usually see her at LST, see her at SEMA, um, you know, our boy Solo. I usually see him out there in, in some Solomon, ridiculous yep. outfit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's crazy, man. He's he's a good dude. Yeah, it's it's just, you know, 
it's it's kind of a uh, a reunion, you know, where it's been you know six seven months since I've seen some of these people and uh, some of the companies I get to work with, and you know, sit down and talk about new ideas for new projects too. Um, like I was telling Mike, QA one um, has some new products coming out. You know, they're trying to get uh, into the newer 07 and, and newer trucks. You know, they got a pretty good following in the older, you know, Chevy's market. They're trying to get stuff in, in the newer trucks, and they're wanting to hit up some new shows and, and stuff like that. So, you know, um, we'll talk about the, the, the chill, back, chill down of them and, uh, you know, just walking around, get some exercise, and uh, bring your sunscreen if you're going to be outside, too. It's suns, it's it's hot. Yeah, uh, you definitely got to have your sunscreen. And think about this. You're right because, God, we're feeling old. And next year is 2024, so that's going to make the 99s classic trucks, dude. And I know you're talking about 07s and up, but as everybody knows, the 99s were the NBS, the new body style. So That's right. They're going to uh, – a lot of shows were, you know, are, are 25 years and older, and uh, you'll start seeing some, some NBSs. You know, OBSs are on the rise right now, but I, I give it five years or more, and I think the uh, the NBSs will be Top you know, what what the OBSs are right now. It's a, it's a good thing I've got a diamond locked away. You know, yeah, the the exactly you do diamond in the rough. You know, the the NBS are going to want to kind of come off the Raptors. They're going to try to go over the top ropes and over the cage match deal, and they're like, hey, we're back. You know, we never went anywhere. We're NBS, yep. body style. Yep, and you don't even have to LS swap it because it, you know it already came. <laughs> Dude, but Tony said LS swap the world, so LS swap the LS. I mean, is that kind of like you're caught? You're really caught in the matrix at that point. Yeah, you are. You might have to LT swap the LS, I guess. <laughs> um, we should have said this earlier, so I got to get this in. If your hope or your dream, or sometimes you want to, you know, you, you say, "Hey, I want to go to SEMA," make it happen. I know a lot of people go, man, I could never go there. I could never afford it. It's not as much money as you would think. I mean, you could spend some money, but if you do it right, you can you can get out there for a decent flight, hotel, Airbnb, whatever. But here's the thing. I think a lot of people are worried because they go, man, I can't get in. You know, I'm not an insider. Listen, talk to your friends. If you've been around the scene a while, there's plenty of there's plenty of places I'm not going to say what you can do, but you know, if you've got a friend, you know, that, that works at a place, you know, more than likely he can get you a badge and things like that. So I would encourage you if you're a person that has a social media following and you're posting content like Jeff at mini garage, right? The big homie, you can, you can get a badge, you know, you can do it the right way. It doesn't cost you much. So I, I wanted to throw that out there, Kyle, because I think sometimes people think it's unattainable. Certainly if I can go to fucking SEMA, anybody can go. <laughs> I'll tell you what, this this year I've had the hardest time oh. in my renewal. I actually had to submit my business license. I had to submit my, my IRS tax Damn, paperwork okay. for my EIN. Um I had a I had a, I had to go back and forth three different times. Um business cards, like I, I couldn't believe it. Wow, okay. And yeah, I don't know if I got like a random audit or something, dude. You, but yeah, I'm wondering now. I, I and maybe maybe they're just buckling down. I I guess you know maybe I can grow the uh, the C10 Club YouTube channel and get a media pass. You know, yes, like, I think you can 100. percent Go around there and make a couple uh, reels, and then you're good to go, man. 
That's that's you know. Remember I, the ho- the Halloween costume John from Trucks and Cheeseburgers always shares it. You know how around this time everyone does those little stupid memes about the Halloween costumes, and then they have the SEMA one. It's like yes, some guy yep. with no self awareness. He's got a social media yep. following. That that's a good meme, dude. It is. It is. I I, I thought that one was pretty funny. Last but not least, if you're not going to SEMA but you want to keep up, follow pages like OLP. Turn on post notifications, especially on Instagram. That way you won't miss anything. You can tap on the hashtag SEMA2023. You can even follow that hashtag so it'll kind of curate those posts into your normal feed, which is cool. Or throughout the day, you could just tap on it. You could filter by like the top posts, the reels. It includes all of that. Unfortunately, sites like SoCalCustoms.com, shout out to Brian Frost, you know, he's kind of retired from that gig, so to speak. So we don't have those outlets. But as you know, Kyle, social media is really where it's at. So certainly uh, on your iPad or iPhone or Android device is really where you're going to be able to keep up. I would even encourage people on YouTube. I'm a big YouTube viewer through my Apple TV. And what I would tell people is I guarantee there's people uploading short um, the uh, the YouTube shorts as well as doing short videos while they're there. So you got plenty of avenues, I would say. Yeah, if if you're not there, you know, you could probably follow along on you know most of the platforms and get a, a pretty good idea of what's there. Because you know, if it's if it's sweet, people are going to be sharing the heck out of it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think that's all I got. I got to thank you. I knew this was going to be long, but not this long. You know, Kyle, for you sitting down with us, one of our brothers, and really appreciate your friendship. Again, we could talk trucks all night. Uh, any last words for um, everyone out there listening? Man, just, you know, if you if you got a dream, just live it. I love it. You know, build, you got a truck and you, you, you want to build it, just build it. Yep. Don't let it hold you back. You know, don't. Don't don't wait, you know. Like uh, I told uh, our, our, the man, little man I met the other day, the uh, future mini truck podcaster, Dayton. You know, uh, I gave him a little advice. You know, I'm 40. I've had one of my trucks for 20 years now. I said, you know, pick one right now that you got and hang on to it because down the road, you know, you'll regret getting rid of it. Yep, and prices keep going up. So to build something that maybe you built 10 years ago, or in your case, 20 years ago. You kind of go, man, if I wanted to get back into an NBS and do what I did, all the boom, you're already there. You could refresh yep. the truck, but you're miles ahead. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, I, it's half my life now. I think it's been with me. So, you know, if, if, if you're in a tough time and you, you're thinking you might need to sell something, you know, do what you can to try and hang on to it because down the road you'll you'll probably miss it and regret it. Yeah, you'll appreciate it. I have an old friend that built something super cool back in the day, and he sold it like so many people did. I mean, that's normal stuff, and there's so many people that just say, man, I wish I had my old stuff back. So, uh, again, Kyle, thank you. Uh, I'll probably throw in just the last couple things after this, but um, certainly thanks, LMC. Uh, Thank you to uh, Trooper Burton as well for taking the time. Cruising with an ING, cruising with cruisers, look out for 2024. Let's raise even more money next year. Stay on the rise, Kyle, my brother from another mother, Kyle Fannin, y'all. We out here. All right, so we got to get through the rest of the content. Of course, went ahead and dropped with Kyle. So thanks again, Kyle, for coming on. So next up, we have the scene updates. And I did save a good bit of stuff the last couple of weeks. Walk of Frank, 
I know he had posted from Showdown in the Valley that um, it was a good weekend, and it looks like from what I see that he did get patched into NC, so congratulations, Waka. If you guys don't know, Waka throws a show every July, Southern Tradition. So uh, if you're in the vicinity and you can make it to his show, make sure you check it out. I know uh, CJ Fayette and a lot of other people that went to Showdown in the Valley had a good time. I need to try to link up with them. It might be the next episode uh, before I can run that audio. But, uh, of course, we slapped hands with those guys all, it seems like, throughout the different southern states. And Showdown in the Valley, I think, is going to quickly become kind of a destination go-to show because of the time of year that it is. Although it's technically in Maggie Valley, North Carolina, the same place as Mini Nats every April, uh, Showdown in the Valley, of course, in October, six months later, and I think um, what we've seen is, you know, people love that time of year. Uh, speaking of, of course, we had a great time in Kentucky. As you guys heard about, the weather was awesome. So uh, big ups to the Kinfolk Showdown in the Valley. Now, Shannon from Freaks had posted this next item. Now, I'm on the Mini Truck Hall of Fame committee. I don't talk a lot about that just because we haven't had an opportunity, but Hogs and Heifer Saloon if you're a mini trucker and you're going to be anywhere near Las Vegas, you want to come down to the uh, unofficial SEMA kickoff party. Uh, I think it's uh, it looks like it's dubbed the 15th annual SEMA kickoff party, and it's not technically the unofficial. Uh, to me, it is official, and they've been doing this a long time. It's the Freaks of Nature Car Show. It's the Mini Truck Hall of Fame Award Ceremony, and it's the uh, Panel Jam return of the panel jam benefiting Nevada Childhood Cancer Foundation. Again, Hogs and Heifers Saloon. Now, I want to reinforce a couple of key names here. So the builder that's going in for Mini Truck Hall of Fame is going to be Chris Billy Bob Mole. The show is Forbidden Fantasy. Courtney Hallowell Lifetime Achievement Award is Fester Adams. The truck is Time Machine. The painter is Jay Warner. The company is Master Image Customs, a.k.a. MIC. The Mini Truck Memorial Award is going to James Chubbs McKittrick. Uh, Steve Stillwell Media Award is going to Lance Martz. And the club is California Cruisers. Now, I will note that the Steve Stillwell Award is a great name for that award, And I did talk uh, and convince the committee, including Bob Hayes this year, to change that to Media Award. Before, it was always looked at as kind of like editor, and it was always looked at as, I think, a journalist maybe. I I forget the, the prior term, but the way I see that award, although print magazines, we all know, really kicked it off back in 75 with Truck and Magazine and then Stillwell shortly after, and everything that came after that. But if you start to think like mid-90s with the internet, and then you think DVDs and Blu-rays, websites, you know, different bloggers, I guess you could kind of say, you know, now there's podcast, there's YouTube. Things have morphed over the course of time. So I got to thank Bob and everyone for going along with my feedback and suggestion to change that to the media award. So Congrats, Lance Martz. Congrats to everyone that uh, has been voted in. Of course, this is going down October 30th, that Monday, Freaks of Nature, 15th Annual SEMA 
kickoff party. Thanks to Shannon and everybody behind the scenes. I know Bob does a lot for the Mini Truck Hall of Fame. So uh, big stuff there. So that was uh, one of the items I wanted to cover. Let's see what else we have here. Uh, a lot of posts about cruising with cruisers. I know people just had um, a, a great time there. We talked a lot about that. I can't underestimate or I can't overstate how much fun we had. Now, SEMAshow.com, if you go to the website, um, of course, I talked a lot about this stuff with Kyle, but uh, SEMAshow.com right now literally has like the main landing page, uh, well, off their website, rather, they have the SEMAfest stuff. So just to be clear, October 31st through November 3rd, Las Vegas Convention Center, uh, they have exhibit, attend, and media. So they've got all of that stuff from a, from a ticketing standpoint. Uh, I thought this was pretty cool. I talked to Cliff the other day, uh, Cliff Josie, Pacific Northwest, the big homie. He went out to uh, a show, Freaktoberfest, I think it was. He got a top award. He drove his truck a good amount of miles, and I'm you know proud of the big homie. So more to come from him a little bit later in the year and OLP. Matt Hodgson, I know, unfortunately, the big homie, he had an accident in the forerunner. It looks like he's going to press forward with the project. He says he's been stashing parts for a comeback. We've got him on our list. we got to link up with him soon. I'm hoping before the end of the year, I told Phil Fowler, we'll definitely uh, do our best to make that happen. Matt Knup, I didn't get a chance to, to shout you out earlier. It was great slapping hands and seeing you, homie, at the show. He, of course, posted, like many other people, that $5,000 to $200,000 in your car that whole post that kind of went viral, I guess you could say. But uh, Matt's got a cool Mazda, and uh, always appreciate linking up with you, Matt Knup. Uh, here was one, found the perfect edition for the best of show, Kids Pick, Dub City, Fire Department, Chevy Caprice. And uh, that was Josh Johnson uh, was talking about his Mazda and whatnot. So he had put with the awards, which by the way, those awards came out amazing. We didn't get a chance to talk about that, Cruising with Cruisers, those best of show, and all of the awards came out awesome, but they, I think, had a nice pedestal that would work, and that makes it super simple to uh, kind of house those, if you will, where you, where you want or store them. Now, this was a late-breaking one. I just saw this today. Robert Arkwright, uh, I believe it was his son, Bobby Arkwright, he had gotten in a, an accident in uh, the Mighty Max, and I think he said the truck is totaled. You know, it's really, really tough out there. I think he said someone was doing, uh, he commented that somebody was doing a U-turn. He said he's okay. Uh, he's a little hurting, but the lady did a U-turn in front of him. So I can't stress this enough. You got to be careful out there. I know we always heard that from our parents, defensive driving and the importance of all that. But truly, it's, you know, we're seeing some crazy stuff out there. Uh, I didn't get a chance to shout out Kayla Couch earlier uh, shout out to her. She posted some great photos, and it's always cool to see the kinfolk in town there, uh, Farva and, and everyone. So uh, it's great seeing them again. Uh, we're looking forward to if we can, uh, if I can make it next year to Cruising with Cruisers. You know, I got to work all that out because Smut Fest is, is fastly approaching. I got to get all the details kind of worked out here. You know what I mean? But uh, Randy, I know a lot of the NC kinfolk. They um, they're basically committed i think to go they want to keep going and, and i do too so uh it was pretty cool i did have one more i had posted johnny garage johnson or that i had saved one thing i've noticed in the past 25 years of working on garage doors 
most people have a couple grand worth of junk in their garage while the 40 grand car sits outside, he says, priority. So uh, kind of funny. Just like, you know, why do we drive on parkways and park on driveways? Like, I never understood that. So it's one of those things. The scene update is brought to you by Garage Gear Clothing. I'm sure I missed some things this week, but I'll cover them next episode. Uh, make sure you hit garagegearclothing.com. They're good people. They also have free shipping. I think the orders are 100 or more. And just think the holidays are coming up. So spend some time, spend some money with the big homies at Garage Gear Clothing. Okay, next I got the show updates. And uh, I've been covering a lot of these. If you go to ourlifestylepodcast.com, you can click on the official OLP show calendar. And by doing that, you will see all of uh, these shows that I've been covering. Now, as we get towards the uh, fourth quarter, the end of the year, uh, you can imagine, you know, the shows kind of start to slow down to a certain extent. Now, I think I had the dropped out show, I think maybe for some reason on my personal calendar, I had put that out there incorrectly. Uh, So I want to make sure I'm clear on that. And if you're a show promoter or you know of a show that I haven't added to our calendar, uh, please uh, message me. Uh, I would prefer if you could uh, email me, ourlifestylepodcast at gmail.com. I'll do my best to get that. But dropped, D-R-O-P-P-E-D, out.us. That's going to take you over to P's Nuts site. And this is the Dropped Out uh, by Phoenix Conversions, Knoxville, October 21st through the 22nd, 2023. Car and truck and bike show. So uh, get out there. I don't know why. I think on my personal calendar I may have put it in the wrong date, but I need to add that to the OLP calendar. I thought that I did, but apparently I'm looking at it and I didn't. So... Uh, dropped D-R-O-P-P-E-D out 2023 on Instagram, Facebook, of course, for more information. Uh, this weekend in Tampa, there's a lot going on. There's the Lake Mirror Classic, which is kind of a concourse show slash hot rod, not hot rod, uh, classic car show that's out in at Lake Mirror in Lakeland. I'm going to try to go to that because the GM Future Liner is going to be there. One of two that they kind of dub and market as being restored to original condition uh, it's free to spectate, uh, and they've shut down participants uh, for registration already. Last resort is this weekend as well, so that's going down, of course, at Louisiana Oil and Gas Park. Many people, especially Floridians, are making the trek out there. Now, also on Saturday is Rides by the River. That's a monthly thing in Tampa, the third Saturday every month. Kind of like a Cars and Coffee, but I think better. And also, Angie Ellis is having the mini truck cruise in. This Saturday, October 21st, 7 to 10-ish at Portillo's in Tampa. So if you know anybody in this area and they want to get together, certainly there's a couple of opportunities there. Uh, Again, the Mini Truck Hall of Fame is Monday, October 30th. That's at Hogs and Heifers. And then SEMA is going to be the week of the uh, 31st, right, is that Tuesday going through that entire week, as you can imagine. Really, I always think of that first full week, uh, end of October, beginning of November uh, for SEMA. 
uh, we're going to have the Daytona Turkey Run, also known as the Turkey Rod Run. That's going to be the uh, 23rd, my born day, 24th of November as well, through that to- that whole weekend. So that Thursday through Sunday is the Daytona Turkey Run. The I believe it's Saturday night, the 25th, is going to be the Jimmy's Running Customs Open House. So we hope that you guys can make it out there. It's usually a big event. I know John does the cheeseburgers and does all that. So it's going to be fun. Uh, the grand finale, that's the 8th, 9th, and 10th. Of course, that's in Homa, Louisiana. Uh, Craig Rowley can provide you more information, including on Facebook. And then you have the auto uh, toy drop auto show. This was a new ad. I know Tank and uh, team, they are really kind of boots on the ground promoting this one. It's going to be at Lake Square Mall in Florida. I thought that that was a little closer. I think it's about two hours for me in the greater Orlando area. So if uh, the Floridians are listening, just know that's for a good cause. They didn't do it last year, but the, I think the previous year was at uh, Deezer or Deserland. And uh, this year, of course, it's at Lake Square Mall. It's uh, going to be an all-day event. I don't know what time it starts, but we'll certainly have more information coming to you soon. The show updates is brought to you by our kinfolk at Graphics Mafia, G-R-A-P-H-I-X, mafia.com, graphics with an X, mafia.com. If you need stickers or light design work, get with Buddy. He will take care of you. Uh, next, we got the podcast updates. Here's the only update for you. The topless Mazda. So we took Chris Andrews' truck. It's a beloved West Coast legend. And although it appeared on our River Run remix, it was stashed away under Skybody. And a lot of people said, hey, we love that Mazda. It's topless. It's timeless. And we went ahead and ran with it. We had a lot of pre-sales. The extra uh, inventory that we ordered is going to be added to the site. And those are expected to ship in about two weeks so bear with us, uh, two, two and a half weeks, we'll get those shipped out. You'll have those before Thanksgiving, it looks like, for sure. So thanks for all this continued support with OLP merchandise. Okay, next, uh, the, Mike's not here, but I'm going to give you guys, I mean, we can't make this stuff up, Eastbound Get Down FAQ. So I keep trying to get Mike and John to put my frequently asked questions on the website. I don't know why Mike's not doing it, but... We got another question coming in here, and luckily enough, I asked Mike this the other day because it had came in to the email box while we were driving back from Cruising with Cruisers, and uh, the two questions I was going to pose to Mike so you guys could hear the answers, number one, he there was a guy that said, hey, can I walk around with nunchucks? He said, you know, if he's around other people, he gets nervous, and he just wants to be able to walk around, like kind of like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and do the nunchuck deals as he's walking. And Mike said, he, Mike really said, hey, we can't really have people walking around with deadly weapons, you know, especially like a guy like Hank Norris. So I think that one's going to be a big no. We also had someone asking if Mike and John will contemplate ever bringing back the classes. So like mild wild, I forget what the other one was, extreme or mild, wild, I don't know. Uh, Somebody was saying, hey, can we have a customs with a K class and all that stuff? And I know Mike has always kind of said, listen, the mini truck scene is pretty morphed. Uh, We've kind of all morphed into, there's not a lot of shows with classes. Let's be honest. You know, you show up and you've got some weird car. You're one of one in the class. You get, you know, number one trophy for that class. And then, you know, I know people are like, yeah, I won number one, but 
did you really if there's only one person in that class? So I don't think John and Mike are going to bring back the classes, but you guys should ask him. Tell him there's a high demand for it because I know he loves hearing that from you guys. The Eastbound Get Down FAQ is brought to you by CNS Metalworks, the big homie Chris. If you need airbags, maybe universal air uh, components, you name it, uh, it's CS-MetalWorks with an S, CS-MetalWorks.com. Also, CNS Metalworks on Facebook, Instagram. You can send them a DM or give them a call. They're bagging all kinds of just awesome stuff, whether it be 59 Impalas, C10s, mini trucks. They do it all, CNS Metalworks. So I think that's it. I want to say that I'm missing something. And if I did, I apologize. You know, I do this on my own free time. I love doing it. Um, If I didn't, I would have stopped a long time ago because, believe me, it takes a lot of time, a lot of dedication just to put together the content. And I'm not here to bore you guys with that detail, but I'm here to just say thank you. Many of you come up to me at shows and say that you appreciate it. Um, Some say I talk too quick. Some say I talk too slow. Some say more, more, more. Some say, hang it up, ODB. You guys are over the hill. But no matter what, whether you love us or you hate us, we thank you for all of the comments, even the negative ones. But most importantly, for the good feedback to say, yo, why don't you do more of this? Why don't you do more of that? Chicka, 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 remix this, remix that. We definitely will do our best to make all of you guys happy and the ladies Take care. Stay on the rise. We probably won't hit you um, for a couple more weeks, right? Um, With that being said, because uh, next week is the 28th, that's going to be right before Halloween, so be safe out there. Play some ghetto boys. My mind was all, uh, my mind was playing tricks on me, and um, I think we're going to hit you guys on the 3rd of November, which is crazy. So again, be safe. Stay on the rise and don't do anything Hank Norris would do. We got you. Peace.